0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. toll free, 800 259 9231. That's the Staples CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give away all the features. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. Those sucka ours, DJs. That's right. We ours won't is mention free.
1: any names, though. Uh,
0: we could, but uh, it would take a long time because a lot of them charge for their websites. It's kind of the industry standard to yes. charge for uh, a, a talk radio website. So we have uh, broken the rules in that particular area, as we so like to do. And so take we, advantage of it while we still aren't broke. Why? Because yeah. we love you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy it on us. All right, we're going to talk to you about whatever's on your mind. Coming up, uh, we'll get to the slavery story that we did not uh, manage to get around to last night. Also, I went to the uh, to pay the property tax bill today.
1: Oh, boy. Okay.
0: And I went with something a little unusual. Yeah, yeah. You just couldn't do it regular-like and send nope. in your check. <laughs> nope. I didn't make, any, uh, didn't make many friends uh, with the bureaucrats there either. But we'll get to that story as well. And... T- wait, wait. Don't
1: tell me. You gave it to him in pennies.
0: No, that would have been way too much of a pain. I'd have to have a pallet, Jack. I mean, we're talking three, almost $3,000 in property tax That's just for six months. Yeah, that would be tremendous. Uh, let's go first across the pond to Ziggy in the UK. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Hey, Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
2: Right, yeah. Michael Jackson fans, hmm. um, yes. if you I, – I, I, I mean, I can't understand how people – are so emotional about someone they've never met. Are I
3: mean, you it, seeing
0: it, it, this in person about
2: someone you, you you didn't not really know.
0: Are are you seeing this in person? Do you actually have you actually experienced these uh these nutty fans?
2: Um I've never experienced one in person, uh but I do know of these kind of nutty fans. Um I mean, you you made a you made a, you, you equated it to Princess Diana. I mm-hmm. wouldn't put it on that par. Not quite. But because I mean, one thing that has happened with Draco is that people have been free to set, uh, tell jokes, and people have got, chuckled and gone, "You should not say that," but they have chuckled. With Princess Di, um, you can say a thing. Um, and in fact, it was one time I actually bit down on, on my lip and didn't say anything.
0: So um, you're saying that Princess Di, even in the UK, is still an off limits topic?
2: Um, not now, but at the time, at the time. it was. It, you know, I mean personally, when she when she died, um, I, you know, I thought, well, yeah, it is a tragic thing for 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 a, for a, a woman her age to die in, you know, those circumstances. But sure. I'm no royalist. I, I, I despise the monarchy. And to be honest, all I ever thought was she was a Sloan Ranger who got lucky. But uh, on the whole, people who worship celebrity um, and whatever else, I just think if people worship themselves a bit more, yeah. they feel a bit better about themselves instead of, you know, building after, be wanting to be like some celebrity. Basically. I
0: completely agree with you. I think that the celebrity obsession. That, that is so prevalent in pop culture in this country, and it sounds like it's fairly prevalent over there in the U.K. as well. Uh, with, yeah, you know, it, it,
2: it was really, um, earlier this year, uh, a woman called Jay Goody died, um, who had been the winner, I think, of the first Big Brother um, uh, contest here. And she, she was basically what I would describe as a chav. And she wasn't <laughs> very talented, but she sort of had a career based on the fact that she won Big Brother. Mm-hmm. and she contracted um, uh, cervical cancer, The reason which uh, could have been treated if she'd, she'd actually gone back to the doctors when I told her to go back, but she refused to go for a second test. And everyone was saying, oh, how sad it was and, 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 and whatever else. I went, yeah, it's sad that she's got cancer, but it's her own fault for not getting treated because cervical cancer is actually um, preventable mm-hmm. you know, if they catch it early. And, you know, I actually had a bit of a rant and I published it on a blog saying, look, first of all, you know, she, it's her, you know, in some ways it is her own fault, the state she's got to. And secondly, you know, can we stop worshipping someone who's, you know, done nothing with their life except sat in a TV studio for six weeks?
0: Well said, Ziggy. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, just to continue the, the commentary on this issue, the obsession that people have with celebrity in Western uh, culture... It's very. It's comp- probably worldwide. I think it- maybe, maybe I don't know. I'm not going to go out on that limb. I'm not going to say that uh, somebody in uh, the rural Africa
1: is obsessed with uh, American celebrities. But it could happen. Maybe not American celebrities. You know, it's interesting though. In Britain, I understand in London there were 50 sold-out Michael Jackson shows coming up over the next few months. Hmm. 50. That's how so maybe there's more
0: nutters over there than there are here, about, at least about him. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's a disturbing trend. It's been going on for a long time. Obviously, there are magazines, uh, periodicals, uh, websites that, that are dedicated to feeding into this, uh, this mindset of, well, it, it says to me, basically, an obsession with celebrity says, my life is not interesting. I am not really that interested in what's going on in my life, and so, therefore, I'm going to focus my energy – and focus my time learning about what uh you know Brad and Anna or uh, Brad and Jennifer are doing or no it's Brad and Angelina now or I have uh, no idea. <laughs> yes. uh or Madonna and her babies and i mean i'm just i'm just going off the headlines i've seen uh, as and Britney Britney's babies She's still in the news Britney Oh boy Brittany, you know you name it Miley Cyrus I I'm just kind of going off the headlines I've seen over the uh, you know last couple of years walking through the supermarket uh checkouts I never see anybody actually reading those magazines uh now and then I will see someone buy one but it it's it's I think it's wider spread than than I even probably imagine because it seems so popular it seems so widespread.
1: Yeah, there are people, reporters, even TV reporters, that make a living off of just reporting on what celebrities are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, entertainment get tonight. Get a life. Uh, but, well, you know, and that's what you would say, right? Is you know, well, get a life. You, you, obviously,
0: uh, your life isn't interesting enough, so you're busy following the lives of the celebrities as though you're living vicariously through what it is that they are doing with themselves. And it's always the same old crap, right? It's, you know, so-and-so's dating so-and-so, is married to whoever and is cheating on whatever, and they've got a new movie coming out, and now they've broken up over here, they've had a baby, and it's just on and on and on it goes. It's the life of the celebrities just kind of writ large for everybody to experience as though it's somehow meaningful. You know, And the other, it's just you know, sad.
1: You know, on the other hand, I think that if a celebrity dies, let's just say you have a healthy appreciation of a certain Singer or or actor, or actress, or something, and they die, and you sure. you've watched their movies because you like maybe liked what they did, maybe it, it put you more in touch with yourself by mm-hmm. by what they've done. Uh, I think that that's I've had I've been sad when certain artists have died because I just love their work. Well, yeah, you but, know, that, you'll never hear anything them. by them again or
0: whatever. Right? Sure, and that that makes sense to you know be regretful over the loss of somebody, to be saddened by that, and but but to uh, to be obsessed over. It. Right, the loss of what could have been, but to be obsessed over it and to uh, to
4: to spend time uh, trying to recover from you know the death of a celebrity and right uh, the pictures uh, the pictures on a on the wall sign you know signed celebrity pictures. Now I've seen times when I've thought that signed celebrity pictures made sense. Uh, that for instance, I, I was at a restaurant one time where the bar owner collected signed pictures that from celebrities. A lot. And like so and so ate here, right? That kind of thing. And then he'd get as many of he, uh, of the as he as he could, and that profits his business. You know, yeah. like, I looked Ooh. at them. I was I thought it was interesting. Sure. I looked at all the different ones, and so that makes sense to me. But you know, then I, I think about my uh, ex fiance's sister who had uh, Mark McGrath pictures up pinned up to her wall when she's a you know twenty something year old woman with a child. Who's I just, Mark McGrath? He is a singer for. A band. Oh, okay. Gotcha, um, I gotcha. can't remember which one, but uh, yep. uh, yeah, I, I I can't remember. So they uh, they did Green Machine. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> mean Machine or something. <laughs> um, and the, uh the idea that you know that people would be doing that that doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, I haven't really ever had any celebrities, you know, uh, people that I. Doug maybe so we're being too mean i mean maybe maybe. Uh, maybe you could just say that
0: well you guys are pretty lame with uh, your whole love and f- freedom thing uh love and liberty you're obsessed with that and they'd be right i yeah. mean i am obsessed with it it's my life's uh, it's what i've devoted my life to but i feel i would at least hope that you know the uh, the pursuit of liberty has a little more meaning than uh, being obsessed over an individual Madonna.
4: your life is what you make your life about yeah. and that's that's completely up to the individual to decide yeah. that if you want to make your life about a celebrity worship i uh, you know a particular celebrity, that's fine but I don't, know that, um, I don't know that the comparison makes any sense. I want liberty not just for me and my family. I want liberty for everybody. What do you want when you want a celebrity? What
0: I want is for somebody to uh, dial in and tell us about someone they know who is uh, afflicted by this. Or maybe it's you. 800-259-9231 is the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want, toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wade. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include things like our Facebook page. You can just go straight to facebook.freetalklive.com to become a fan and get tuned into the Free Talk Live uh, Facebook page. I, I guess it's useful because... Well, having a bunch of fans on the Facebook page might help other people find Free Talk Live. It's pretty neat uh, because we can send out the updates via Facebook as well, and you can see them that way. So it's just another alternate method uh, for Free Talk Live to get in touch with you. Uh, So head over to facebook.freetalklive.com. And if you want a free audio book, go no further than audiblepodcast.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever or wherever you want just like the podcast you are uh, you might be listening to right now Audible has over 60,000 titles to choose from and every genre they've got it covered at audible get a free audiobook download when you sign up today just go to audiblepodcast.com slash ftl that's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for your free audiobook So'd love to hear from somebody tonight who has an obsession or knows somebody who has an obsession with celebrity. How close are you to this person? What is your experience? How obsessed are they? I mean, we've talked about people with issues like pack rats in the past, but I don't think we have really talked about celebrity obsession uh, in, in the past. And I believe yeah. there is some sort of mental issue going on here there's a there's a, a vacancy or a gap in a perceived gap in their own lives that they must they feel like they must fill with people that are having more fun or more excitement in their lives or success than they are or success or yeah. whatever
1: you know it's interesting too i've noticed you see this out in hollywood a lot they're called name droppers mm, they, people that uh, act like they know people right yeah yeah they mention <laughs> people's names <laughs> as if they know them yeah uh to gain popularity and get people to like them and uh, it 's kind of pathetic too I, I see that happening in this industry uh, the, uh, the The talk
0: radio industry, and it 's one of the most ir- irksome things about most talk radio is the consistent uh, name dropping that happens on the the other talk shows the political shows, shows. Yeah, the, political shows well, where at the very senator so and so uh, and representative so and so
4: name dropping when it comes to politicians you 're name dropping about people that make decisions that affect the lives of you know Americans and people around the world. Whereas the celebrities, if you're name dropping with them, you're just saying for the same this purpose. person is more popular than I am, and I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it,
0: but it's for the same purpose. When when the, no, when the talk show so, host name drops, yeah, when the talk show host name drop, it's to show how connected they are within pol- the politics mm-hmm. world, and that uh, you should consider them special because they know Senator so and so. I mean, they brag about which politicians they bring on their show, much in the same way some celebrity show would brag about how uh, you know they they're bringing Paris Hilton on or something like that. So, and some people have even called politics the Hollywood for ugly people. (laughs) <laughs> there really isn't that much of a distinction, besides the fact that I think Hollywood people deserve more respect. They're the ones that are putting, uh, they're the ones putting a, a product out voluntarily. They're the ones that are out there uh, doing work and, and getting paid in the marketplace. Unlike these
1: right. uh, politicians that are just scumbags and trash. Well, yeah, politicians are not using the, the guns of government to try to you mean solve the, problems. The, the Hollywood I mean, people. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Hollywood people are not using guns to force people into doing things. No one's forcing you to go see one of Brad Pitt's movies. Exactly. It may get to that someday, though.
0: 1-800-259-9231. So inviting you to uh, to to come into this conversation and add in your thoughts as somebody who may either be an obsessed uh, person with celebrity or know someone who is obsessed. How bad is it? Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Otherwise, I'll tell you a brief story about what happened to me today. And that is uh, here in Keene, New Hampshire, I decided to go down and p- pay my property taxes or pay the property tax bill they sent me in protest. I don't believe they're my taxes, but I do believe that if I don't pay, there will there will be men with guns who come to throw me out of my house, throw my family and I from my home. And there are of course, there's a lot of precedent, of course, to back that up. So I went in. Uh, probably came with about five to seven other uh, liberty activists in the area. It was three o'clock in the afternoon, so again, not the most convenient time for people that are working a nine to five job to show up. But nonetheless, with with just two days' notice, managed to get at least half a dozen people out in addition to me. Um, of those half a dozen people, 50% of them had cameras. So these uh, folks came in. We went into the, the city lobby, and uh, brought, I bought some pizzas. By the way, I had some pizzas delivered at, uh, at 3 o'clock. So the pizza dude showed up. I uh, paid him in cash. Sam was there, our, our buddy Sam, co-host on the show, filmmaker, uh, documentarian over at ObscuredTruth.com. And he's going to be turning this into uh, one of his little shorts that he does. Mm-hmm. And so he got footage of me paying the pizza guy and as an example of uh, what a voluntary transaction looks like. And then we went in uh, to the city building at that point, uh, opened up the pizzas. I went in. Everybody came into the uh, the office with me. And they were fully staffed at this point because it's the last day that people can pay property taxes before they start charging interest. So it fairly it was fairly busy. And I went over to one of the clerks, um, said I wanted to pay, uh, the, I was here to pay the property tax bill, and basically got out 3000 well, $2,752, I think it was what it was. So over $2,700, I plunked down onto the table all in $1 bills. Now, they were wrapped, you know, they were wrapped in 100 bands, and it wasn't like a big mess, uh, like a bag full of money or anything like that. Um, but I you know, plunked it all down there on the counter, and if you've never seen $1,000 uh, in
4: ones, it's a fairly large chunk of cash. Yes, this was a big bag full of money. I couldn't believe it when I looked at it the first time. I
1: it hope was... you got a receipt. I did get a receipt.
0: And, and, and
4: I'd like to also point out that these ones were stamped uh, all on one side. Almost
0: all of them were stamped. I didn't get
4: through them. I got uh, through like with free 1,500 talk, of them. Free oh, live. So com freetalklive.com cool. on, on one side <laughs> and... Uh, freekeen.com on the other <laughs>
0: yes it yes that is true um so I, I i handed over the cash to them and i said i wanted to get a receipt and that i was going to uh stand there as they you know as they counted it they took it over to the counter they could have you know they could have scanned me and said there wasn't money that was there but it was all there and so we kind of stood there, and uh, they were videotaping. And of course, that that was an immediate issue right off the bat. The fact that there was a video camera that had come into that room well, became an immediate issue uh, with the bureaucrats. And they tried to tell Sam and the others that were that were uh, videoing that they weren't allowed, that they didn't have permission, and that uh, I'm a private person. Well, you're acting in a public capacity. On the job, on the record. On the job, on the record. Somebody said that, and uh, Sam did a great job of backing himself up, and you know, refusing to. To, uh, to stop recording these bureaucrats, as did the uh, the rest of the activists that were there. Eventually, they did, of course, call the police. And uh, during this whole process, while we were waiting for the police uh, to show up and waiting for them to count... I decided to read a so little they,
4: speech. they wouldn't count? <laughs> oh, the crazy people went to the city hall today. How nice. One guy looked over
0: at me. He was stand- They had four different uh, positions that they can give customers service. <laughs> and uh, one of their customers looked over at one of the sheep, basically. Uh, and this, I think, is, was caught on uh, camera. He essentially said that, you know, you're wasting taxpayer dollars by coming in with ones and having them have to count the uh, the ones. And I said, well, they're wasting taxpayer dollars by putting peaceful people in prison cells. That's
4: why I'm here doing this. He didn't really have much, much else to say. Well, after what that. could he say? All he wants you to do is shut up, so he doesn't have to think about how, um, you know, how it is that he's being robbed. Yeah. Um, so, he wasn't the only customer who uh, decided to have words with me
0: later on. Uh, again, we all had pizza. So, I actually offered the pizza to the people that were in line and to the bureaucrats. Uh, you know, let them know, hey, you know, sorry for the inconvenience. Sorry you have to wait in line here. Enjoy some pepperoni or some cheese pizza while you wait. And, of course, the activists also enjoyed some as well. So, I'll share in a moment uh, the speech that I gave. Did not even meet any? Uh, there were some people in line that ate some pizza. Yeah, yeah, just regular folks that were waiting in line. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
5: <laughs> com is a community for self-learners. At Alekies, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alekies at... A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. Again, that's A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com.
3: This is Free
0: Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. It's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site... They are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, and even a webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. From creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. So talking about something that a number of free staters and liberty activists here in the Keene, New Hampshire area did today, just as, uh, as an example of one of the many, the myriad of things that are, that are going on that you could get involved in up here. Having done done the show for a long time, I've read of a lot of people going and paying taxes in a protester manner. Like uh, there's, of course, the famous or infamous uh, use of pennies, rolled pennies.
4: They're kind of ready for that one, though.
0: They are ready for that one, and they have – usually what will happen is if you go and pay with rolled pennies, they'll demand that you write your driver's license number, or they'll make some sort of arbitrary uh, demand based on the fact that you're bringing them rolled coins. And uh, that's not something I wanted to do. First of all, I didn't want to have to deal with getting a pallet jack uh, to move
3: <laughs> three thousand dollars,
0: twenty seven hundred dollars worth of rolled pennies around. That it was, it was a pain.
4: Enough. I can't even imagine you being able to get it through the doors. The, yeah,
0: that or, or get it from the bank. I
1: mean, it would be just. A nightmare. Yeah, You have to order them in advance.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, it took
0: them long enough to get the the $3,000 in ones ready that I had ordered from the bank. Um, and it was inconveniencing them, and I, I felt bad just about even doing that to the poor bank ladies. You know, they didn't charge me. I'm a customer, and so they just had to spend their time doing that. But uh, nonetheless, I, I, I decided I didn't want to go the coinage route, and that's kind of the most popular uh, way to pay. I remember there was one guy that wiped his, uh, his butt with a Ugh. check and kind of streaked the check that uh, that he was going to give
1: them, such skidmark check. Yeah, I love that one. That's one of my favorites. Uh, that's that, to me, yeah, so. that is kind of disgusting. It is disgusting, but it's it's creative. I like uh, the dollar bill stamped with your show on it. That's well, that's one of the other things you can't
0: do if you do the uh, the, the rolled coins. You right. can't. There's no extra benefit. Whereas if they turn these, this $2,700, which most of the majority of it was stamped with freetalklive.com, (laughs) freekeen.com. If they do turn that into the bank and the teller decides to not pull them from circulation, because it's my understanding that it's the bank teller that makes the call as to whether or not a a bill is too mutilated. So if something comes in as just absolute trash, they'll flag it. They'll send it in. uh, They'll send it back to the Fed, basically, or uh, back to their, uh, you know, whatever Fed
1: bank they're, they're dealing with and they'll get credit for it. Which so, means everybody in Keene who gets dollar bills as change is, is going <laughs> to free talk live and free Keene on their dollar bills. At least everybody that,
0: that uh, patronizes the Bank of America over the next few days, if they don't pull them from circulation. And that's the only thing. I'm not sure what the what each bank's uh, d- determination, what their requirements are as to what is and what is not pulled. So I'm just kind of crossing my fingers on that one. But either way, it's it's more likely they'll stay in circulation than uh, and, and affect people than not, I think. So uh, so I went down today and put this 2,700 plus dollars in cash stacks of ones on the counter. Of course, Sam is there. He's getting footage of this as the police are, have been called. And I begin uh, reading a uh, little speech that I wrote <laughs> up for the occasion. I love that part.: Here yeah. it is. As you count that money, please consider what's going to be done with it. In case you weren't aware, I'd like to give you a few examples. Next week, video journalist Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com will be imprisoned by your organization. He has never harmed anyone. My friend Sam, holding the camera here, spent 58 days in prison for doing what he's doing right now, just one floor up. He never aggressed against anyone or caused damage to anything. Andrew Carroll was in prison nine days for holding a plant. He's not the only one. Countless men and women who also never harmed anyone have had a portion of their lives stolen from them by your organization's so-called justice system. Some are imprisoned as we speak. Do you ever think about any of them? Isn't it wrong to hurt peaceful people? You might tell yourself that you can't control what happens to those people and that you're just doing your job. You don't hurt anyone, right? Well, it's true that you haven't ever had to do the dirty work, but you are responsible. Without people doing your job as tax collectors, your agents who are willing to aggress against peaceful people would not so easily be
4: able to fund their violent activities. Sure, uh, but I don't I don't know that you... I, I disagree with that part. I don't know that you gain friends. The fact is, the organization. Oh, I don't think I gained friends today. The 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 organization that you're talking about. Well, you didn't teach very many lessons if you're not gaining any friends, and that's the problem. People have to be. I've got an article right here on what uh, you know, talking about how people learn new things and are exposed to new information, and people don't want to hear new things and they don't want to hear new information. Mm -hmm. And the one of the few ways that you're going to be able to pull that off is by creating a good feeling. The, pizza. What I about brought pizza? pizza. I understand you brought pizza, but stop know, putting telling peaceful them... people in
0: jail. That's what they're doing, and they are a part of it. They are responsible for what then, happens. Uh, you should and they need to be made responsible, responsible,
4: maybe partially responsible, somewhat responsible, some. Terminology they're responsible. Like that. They're the first they... step toward getting that
0: money into the uh, the paychecks of those officers who will hurt people. I'll listen, I'll listen to almost
1: anything for free pizza.
0: For this I forgive you, I said. I also forgive you for threatening me. I'm only here today because I know that if I refuse to... They, by the way, interrupted me halfway through this to again try to eject the cameras from the uh, from the room. And they shouldn't want the Other
1: people in line hearing what you had to say.
0: I'm only here today because I know that if I refuse to pay even a portion of this in protest of your organization's aggression, that you will turn your aggression against me and my family. If I decide I don't appreciate you imprisoning peaceful people or that I don't wish to pay for your indoctrination camps you call schools and withhold my money from you, your city (laughs) councilors will steal my home and send men with guns calling themselves sheriffs to throw my family into the street. Eventually, there may be many families who refuse to fund your system all at once. How many of them would you see ejected from their homes to ensure you get your next paycheck? Please think about that as you count this money. Please consider ending your role in this extortion. End your role in the threats, the violence, the caging of peaceful human beings, and find peace for yourself. Find a voluntary way to offer your services, some of which actually have value in the marketplace. The rest of us act by consent. Why can't you? Whatever your choice, I know, know that I forgive you for what you've done and may continue to do. Would you like some pizza? <laughs> so, you know, God I, I really felt like I, I had to do something. I had up until this point just been cutting a check. Every six months, that's what it is up here. It's every six months you have to pay these uh, goons. Is it six months in the town that you live in? Mark? No, or no. We, our,
4: our property taxes are low enough. We don't um, in the town that I live in that we don't have to cut a tr- check every six six months. Yeah, yeah. You know. So
0: up in this city of Keene, it's every six months. The Highest and, tax rate in New Hampshire. Eh, it's either the highest or the second highest, but it's it's up there. Certainly uh, for value of buildings, it's the it's the most. And so uh, having just been a good little citizen before, uh, you know, just cutting a check and taking it in and, and giving it to them, I decided that
4: I wanted to make a statement this time I don't around. have a problem with the statement. I have a problem with the, uh, the responsibility there. I think I would have softened that just a little bit. I wrote it the hour before I went. Understood. And, uh, you know,
0: I, I don't think it was mean. It, I don't think it was, it was as mean as it could have been, at least. Certainly It not. called them out for their role in the violence. It called that laid the violence bare, basically, and it said, shame on you. You know, stop doing this to people. And and of course, we were confronted by people that were uh, were inconvenienced by the government. Now, as I mentioned, they have four positions that they can do customer service from. So I was taking up one fourth of their positions. They were fully staffed. It's the last day. People are coming in with their property taxes. There was a line out the door uh, a few minutes after we started doing. I started doing this, and so some old lady, nice old lady, comes in and she goes, well, "Can I ask you a question?" Well, sure. And I uh, said, so "You want some pizza?" She said, "No." But uh, she asked uh, she asked, uh, why I couldn't have done this at 5 o'clock. And I said, well, first of all, they're not open. And she was a little surprised by that because they're bureaucrats. They don't have to they be open. They leave at 4.30. Well, they actually leave at 4. <laughs> uh, so I'd come in at 3 o'clock figuring, well, you know, I, there was a balance, right, between I don't want to make it so the bureaucrats have to stay late or give them the excuse to say, oh, well, we're not done counting and it's 4 o'clock, so uh, we'll See have to do this some other time. Uh, you know, I didn't want something like that to happen. So I came in at 3 o'clock and hoping it would be not so busy, but it
4: was because it's the last day of uh, property taxes. And so the old lady was blaming me for the holdup. Sure, and and, you know that's what it looks like. I've had this happen myself. You have a problem with the government and its customer service, and then the customers there, who you know, they're they're pretty upset. They have to deal with the government in the first place. Then they're upset with you for, you know, not getting served well.
0: So the city, the assistant city manager, had come in to try to kick us out earlier, and she uh, was being very nicey nice after Sam had left with the camera, you know, extending her hand to shake my hand and introduce herself and that sort of thing. And then I said something that really set them off. Uh, more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. It's the single CAI toll-free line. Tonight it is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself at shrine.freetalklive.com. So I was telling uh, the story about what uh, I – the activism uh, that I engaged in today along with a handful of other liberty activists in the Keene, New Hampshire area. I went in and paid the property tax bill for this six-month period, which was over $2,700, uh, paid that in all ones. And most of the ones were stamped with freetalklive.com and FreeKeene.com. While they were counting them, I read off a little speech. Uh, about how it is that I don't appreciate them uh, being a part of a system that puts peaceful people in prison cells, just drawing their attention to their role in that whole process. And you know, the speech went over relatively uh, smoothly as far as maybe they thought you'd stop you'd stop your nonsense
4: after the speech was over.
0: Maybe they th- well, I, did, I You know, I was just standing there eating a piece of pizza after <laughs> that and it was you know i had only had one slice the rest of it was all given away to folks which was great and there were people in line that were just regular people that were eating our pizza and again they were a little inconvenienced by me but as the old lady who uh was up at the the station next to me said one of their customers uh and she said to me well she's got trouble sta- she has trouble standing and she doesn't appreciate having to wait here and i i pointed now, out that- explain
4: to me exactly why um, you were taking up a stall. Couldn't they have put you to the side and then somebody t- taking care of whom, whatever Good customers question. B- Good behind? question. Uh,
0: so they have four four service stations, and the woman that I had approached had, of course, begun the counting process. Another woman who – and they, the, the other three stations were still manned. Uh, the Another woman came around who's kind of – I look like a back office uh, lady. She came around and began helping count. Uh, the tax collector at one point, the, uh, the the head of the office, was helping count as well. So, yes, Mark, they absolutely could have assigned one of the three, up to three, sometimes it was just two, but up to three ladies. It was always at least two and up to three ladies that were counting the money. One of them very easily could have said next and taken the next client or whatever you want to call them from. I don't know what a victim, victim, the next victim. I don't know. We're not supposed to promote the victim mentality, but anyway, Uh, So, yes, they absolutely could have continued running at full capacity, even with me just standing there to the side uh, eating my pizza. But they didn't. And I think the reason for that is they wanted us out of there. They wanted to get me and uh, my entourage, if you will, out. I can't imagine why. As uh, as quickly as possible. So the old lady's complaining to me because, well, it's my fault because I came in with the ones. I should have just come in with, uh, you know, uh, a check. As, as she was doing, she was paying property taxes at the same time, and so it's all my fault that uh, that it took a while in the line. And I pointed out to her that, well, you know, they are government people, and they don't really uh, don't have any incentive to move very quickly. They don't have an incentive to move quickly, and I don't remember exactly how I phrased it, but that set them off like nothing else. The government there was people? Some, yeah, there was uh, the assistant city manager was in there, and she said, I take offense to that. And there was a big kind of burly, uh, workman-looking guy with a City of Keene shirt on, you know, like somebody on the road crew or something, like maybe to pick up his paycheck. And he took offense to it as well. And uh, he said, I take offense to that too. And I basically said, well, you know, I'm sure you do the best you can, but the thing is, if you don't do the best, I still have to pay for it. And,
4: And then they said, well, what do you do for a living? And that's what the city manager said. And I said, well, I do host I a radio show. I don't know that it matters. I mean, you know, you're not forcing them to, to do business with you. That's it. Well, I said, I host a radio show. Oh, well, that's nice. And, uh, and then I said, well, in
0: my business, if I don't satisfy my customers, they, don't have to, uh, they can decide not to pay me. They don't have to continue uh, being customers of mine, and so I made that uh, juxtaposition there.
4: I'd uh, like to uh, interject what uh, what someone would say, uh, you know, a bureaucrat would say in that circumstance, which is, you don't have to live here; you can sell. They didn't your- say that. They, did not, they didn't go anywhere after that point. well they, then they didn't think of it, but they you know the, 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 the response to that from a city yes. level in, and this is the this is the decision that I made. I lived in Keene, we both moved here at the same time. Mm-hmm. I lived in Keene. I decided Keene's a cute little town, and you know what? I can benefit from Keene by living just outside of the city borders. I can mm-hmm. pay less than half of the taxes, and I, you know I get the cute little town, I get the home Depot, I get the Walmart, and then suckers like you pay those those taxes.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I moved to Keene because I wanted a challenge, not to go run away into the woods. But you yeah. know
1: something, the k- town of Keene realistically could be run on on probably less than half of what it's being run on now. Probably there's a, true. There's a lot of waste. You and could slice
4: you- out sixty percent if you just uh, marketize the schools. Well, I hate that um, we're pointing out, particularly the town of Keene, for being wasteful. Every all town, that way. all government. D- is not incentivized. You're still
0: being robbed, just robbed at a lesser ex- right. to a lesser extent.
4: Yep, my thief, uh, the, the the thief for for one, the thief that's robbing me is less likely to do violence. They're not as efficient as your thieves. Right, but and, what uh, about what <laughs>
1: about what about the recent study that showed that public employees make an average of 40 percent more than equal job oh, in the private gosh. sector.
4: Uh, you know, why do people consider uh, public employee jobs to be ones that what they would want to get? I mean, obviously, when the you pennies. talk to people about it, well, oh, that's a good job. Well, when you talk to them about bureau- bureaucratic jobs, well, mm-hmm. that's a good job. Well, of course it's a good job because it's not compensated in the same way as the market would compensate others. Right. Now, I'm not saying these people don't wor- do work. I'm a fireman, but I volunteer. Professional firefighters, um, you know, they, I, I think that their work has value and it should be compensated. Should it be compensated? to the tune of what New York firefighters get. I think they start at 120000 mm-hmm. know, I, Who wow. knows? They decide, the government bureaucrats decide for us. We don't get sure. to decide. You don't I like just, it too bad. If I They'll need to buy a new car tomorrow, I get to decide how much I'm going to spend on that car or whether or not I'm going to buy a car. That's how the free market works. So I can spend on a brand new car as much as $250,000 if I you know managed to get a loan for that <laughs> mm-hmm. or i could buy one for twenty thousand you know nice new ca- little new car for twenty thousand i could get a nice toyota camry for probably twenty seven or something like that i get a used one for five or two or whatever i get to choose you don't get to choose when it comes to government
0: that's uh, definitely the point that i made and then sh- there shortly thereafter they finished up the counting give you uh, gave me the receipts and we went on
1: our merry way cleaned up the uh, the pizza boxes and you know, it I was going to say that I've also noticed an increasing level of a sense of entitlement among people who work uh, as uh, public employees, I might say. And there's a lot of good servants. People who, yeah, servants, whatever they might be. I mean, there's a lot of good people that, that are there that don't realize that, you know, when when there are too many people consuming wealth and not enough people creating wealth, eventually the whole thing collapses and they don't have
4: jobs or pensions or benefits either. And that's what we're headed for. Well, a lot of people don't think about the the, the economics of it. My wife worked for the state for quite some time, and different employees work in a different manner. She had come from the private sector, and they had to redesign all the goals for the people, the vocational rehabilitation counselors that were in her position. They had to redesign all the goals for all of the employees in the department because of what she was able to do. She had, she had brought her you know, skills from the free market, her efficiency, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and she had applied it to this job that she worked at for a couple of years. They must have hated and her. <laughs> the, you know, the lifetime state employees that were working there just weren't used to the breakneck speed. Yeah. They had to assign an assistant to her to handle this stuff. Nobody else had one. They had an assistant for the office and an assistant mm-hmm. for my wife. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this, this was just how yeah. it was run. They were incentivized to go more slowly.
0: So uh, when I when we left the building, Sam was still recording, and uh, well, by the way, when the, the cop came in and demanded that Sam leave, first he asked Sam to leave, and Sam said, are you asking, are you ordering? And then the cop said it was an order, so uh, after kind of standing up to him for a little bit, Sam decided that he didn't want to go to jail that day, and so he backed down and went outside the room and started filming from outside of the room. Uh, and the cop left at, uh, at that point after the people uh, had walked out. Did, did uh, they look at Sam and say, oh, you again? I, oh, he knows. He absolutely knows who Sam is. They, I'm sure all of the cops are well aware of, uh, of who Sam is at this point. And you know that cop did not want to have to arrest Sam. He was there all by himself. If Sam had stood his
4: ground again. <laughs> oh, boy. It sure would have been convenient if he had. I haven't taken down my free Sam sign. <laughs> and, you know, I could have just kept it up. Well, he's got a court trial coming up, Mark, and uh, you never know
0: that while they probably will hit him with time served, uh, he could go back in for up to three years. So we left and Sam asked me on camera, uh, did I feel like I had made a difference? And I didn't feel like I did. I mean, I I felt like, you know, I'd said what I felt like I had to say. I'd made my statement. Uh, I said, you'd have to ask them if uh, if it made any difference. Uh, They were kind of blowing me off and acting like, oh, these people just want attention for themselves. It's all about self-aggrandizement. And, uh, no, it's not. No, that's that's not what it's about. I mean, I'd have just as uh, happily done it with a mask on my face, but I didn't think about that until now. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know what kind of an impact it had. I don't know what kind of an impact it had on some of the people in line. Maybe some people appreciated it. They didn't. certainly didn't say anything. I definitely heard from the people who didn't appreciate it, you know, the old lady who believed that it was my fault that uh, she had to wait in line when it was the slow-as-molasses government bureaucrats that were taking their sweet, sweet time. It was their fault. Uh, then there was some other bureaucrat that, uh, that got into Sam's face and told him that he was a veteran. And Sam just didn't want to hear any of that. So there should be some interesting footage coming out. How much of it he captured, I'm not sure, but he said that he thought some of it was pretty good. So be on the lookout at ObscuredTruth.com for that. Of course, we'll also post it over at freekeen.com when it's available. Hour number two is on the way. You can bring up what you want, slavery. Mark's got the story, and we'll talk to you about whatever is on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live.
6: This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct, and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. On your peep! I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the U.S. military, reserves, or National Guard, you have special rights and privileges earned through your service to your country, including special VA loan programs not available to the general public. You could purchase a new home with no down payment, or refi your home up to 100% of your home's equity. You've earned these benefits through your dedication and service. iFreedom Direct, a direct VA lender, can help you discover whether you and your property qualify. Get the details at varadio.com. That's varadio.com.
5: iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. VA com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll free, 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, Free Talk Live dot com. Still to come, we've got to talk about slavery, but Mark, uh, you're telling me you want to share an email from old Fred Parcells, who's one of the, uh, the local former police detective, former city counselor here in the Keene, New Hampshire area. Of course, we, we do talk a lot more about Keene, New Hampshire than a lot of other places because it's it's really a hub for uh, for liberty activism uh, as far as just worldwide. There's just a lot of activism happening here. And last hour, I discussed how today I decided to go in and, and make a statement uh, when I paid the property tax bill, which I, I do reluctantly because I'm, I'm quite frightened of what uh, the consequences would be of not paying said property tax bill. I understand that uh, men with guns uh, will come and throw my family from our home if I decide that I have an objection to paying the full amount of, of property taxes. And so I made all those points and I paid the property taxes uh in $1 bills this afternoon. We had cameras
4: there and it was uh you know it was a big deal. Um so Fred has some some thoughts. Yep, uh, Fred's got a question and uh Fred Fred and I you know he's Fred's gotten interested in the free state project. Has a lot of questions and uh you know he's become my friend over the years and I, I so I think that this is worthy of an answer. Otherwise I wouldn't have bothered you with it. Um I don't know, referring to you, I don't know why he doesn't really test the system and refuse to pay his taxes.
0: I know what will happen. I can't.
4: Let me answer that question for you. Before you go on, I'd like to back up. He's got a little more to say here, and then you can respond to it. He says a real freedom fighter would do that at the very least. (laughs) When I was a cop, I was willing (laughs) to. He is always trying to goad me into this. (laughs) (laughs) I love this part. When I was a cop, I was willing to die for my beliefs. Do you want to see Julia? He likes
0: Julia. Fred, do you want (laughs) to see Julia thrown into the street? I think that Julia could go find a place to
4: live, yeah, but do you want to see that happen? Well, she wouldn't get thrown into the street. she'd have a place to live.
0: You think she'd leave uh, before that: uh, that I don't know. she probably would. Don't she'd know. probably leave before all that went
4: down. She's not really interested in the uh, the, the friction, as I understand it.: Yeah, and that's well, really nobody wants reason. to be thrown from their home. That's really the reason people pay taxes <laughs> is because they don't want the friction. Yeah. the vast majority of them pay for that very reason, right there. No, I, you so know, what,
1: I, I think that some people do it because they think they're getting services out of it. You know, if, they tell if, themselves a story about how
4: well this is the price. Well, you they are, are for getting services. They absolutely are getting services, and but there are services that I think, in most cases, I'm I'm not talking about cops. I'm not talking about courts. I'm not talking about roads. In most cases, fire departments, recreational centers, uh, you libraries, know, libraries, all these things could easily be uh, provided by the free market or a not-for-profit situation. And we don't need to have the have them, you know, have people charged for them. I think that uh, you know, when you're talking about leaf pickup and you know things that are maintenance to their road. Well, I can see that one. Um, you know, if they're going to own the road, they have to maintain it. But that's a
1: small. That's a pittance compared to some of the other stuff. It really is. Oh, the schools, schools are huge.
4: Are the uh, the big one, and they grow every single year. They get bigger and, and bigger. And I
0: have a real objection uh, to number one. I wouldn't send my kid if I had one to these schools, and I I object to the things that they teach. In many ways, they teach, indo- you know, they're indoctrinating kids to believe that government is great and and that uh, government is uh, is all powerful and wonderful and can do grandiose things. And I, it's a very pro-government indoctrination system, and I have a very big problem with it. I would very much like to uh, to uh, to avoid having to pay that particular portion of uh, property taxes. And I would, you know, I wouldn't be greedy about it. I'd return the money to my tenants. They're the ones paying the taxes in the first place. Right. So, uh it's just impoverishing them and they already have enough of a tough time. I had to move into a cash only lease this week because they're just they're having a tough time paying the bills, and I'm having. They're asking me to hold checks because they've got a hard a, economy
4: right now. Right, I they got to
0: pay the you know the power bill and this and that. And there's a, you know excuse after excuse as to why I can't cash a check that they gave me. So they're incurring late fees as a result of all this, and it, you know it's it's just a mess. It, being able to save them a couple hundred bucks a month in property taxes
1: would I think go along well. Well, they might buy beer and cigarettes with it, but you know it's their business. I, you know I wonder how a lot of public employees would feel if they realized that that I mean a lot of them would probably say no we don't believe in monopolies, but they are monopolies. School, sure. It has a territorial monopoly on education in that area. And even if you don't send your child to that school, you have to pay them anyway. So, That's correct.
4: Well, well yeah. wait, more from Is there more from well, Fred? Basically, here? He, he says that when he was a cop, he was willing to die for his beliefs, and it seems that you don't have this, that same level of commitment. So where is it, man? Where is this level of commitment he's that you have to, you. to the uh, to the, yeah. the the ideas of freedom? Are you gonna not pay your ta- taxes? When are you gonna do this?
0: This has always been uh, Fred's critique of me. That is, that uh, I'm not 100% to the wall on civil disobedience uh, or, or non-cooperation at this point. And he's right. You know, I'm I'm not all. The, I haven't gone all the way. And I well, don't ever recommend that anybody does. But I there think there are that...
1: people who have. Like, look at Sam. I Sam think did. Sam
0: did. Well, he went all the way for that moment, but today he didn't go all the way, and that's okay because everybody has the right – you know, the, whatever the right
4: moment is for them, and they get to choose when that is. I would use an analogy as, um, as to, you know, the, the tactics that one uses. I'm not saying that – I'm you know, as far as not paying taxes, I am not on board with that, and, and if, if somebody wants to call me a coward about it, yeah, I am, uh, but – and you know in your case i don't think that uh you know the the guys that stormed normandy or the ones that took the uh um the the, the hill and the tet offensive or or whatever they didn't necessarily just charge up the hill or you know onto the beach and uh, catch the first bullet that yeah. they could find they, That's martyrdom. They, they 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 you know they they hid behind things they waited until the time was right for them to move and so, I mean, I don't, I don't see that, uh, waiting for the time to be right to move. You're scared of them bullets, aren't you, boy? Get out there! You know, like, I, 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 I can see the point that Fred's talking about because he, as a cop, you wouldn't have had been able to choose your time, but so far people have de- dealt with the tyranny and you the... You can choose uh, as a cop. You don't have to show up to a call. Okay. The, the people have chosen, uh, the, the, you know, the tyranny of government and, um, you know, the for a long time, and I think that, you know, things are going to go step by step. You can't just poof, the government's gone one day, not that I'm advocating that, no. um, because then you're really going to have bad news, and that's not going to work. It would have to be, you know, moving towards a more voluntary Society, you have to have things go step by step. I
0: think that uh, a lot of people doing a little bit of non-cooperation will be far more effective than a handful of people going on balls to the wall and doing it all the way, every issue, every single time, and going to jail for however long that ended up putting them in jail. Uh, you know, I, you have to judge where you're most effective. You have to choose the the hill to die on, so to speak. And as far as taxes are concerned, I'm not... Well, while I am actually personally ready to do it, Julia is very uncomfortable with it, and we've come to an agreement, her and I, in in our relationship, you know, compromise and all that, uh, that I won't do it until there are at least four other property owners that are willing to do it with me. That's not the highest bar. It's not like 40 property owners. It's four. So uh, it's doable. It's something that can happen eventually at this point in time. It's not very likely. Most of the activists in this area are renters. So and and those who the few that actually do own property are moved out of Keene. No, Barron still lives here, but yeah, well, uh, you never he, owned property
4: in Keene, Mark. No, they have move, moved. I didn't move oh, okay. doesn't mean
0: sell. Those who own property in Keene uh, are not interested at this point in, in making that uh, change also because they're still under a mortgage. Uh, so that's a very iffy position to come from. If you've got a bank holding uh, ownership over the home. So you pretty much have to own it outright, so I would need four other people that own property outright in order to go ahead with this. Though Johnson has come up with a, a kind of a neat idea, and that is for interested parties who have the capital to just play with, basically, could go and buy a plot of land without a building on it or anything like that, just a plot of land within the city limits, and uh, and immediately refuse to pay property taxes on that. That way they could they'll probably just steal the land and uh, you could make it into a campground or something like that encourage well, uh,
4: liberty activists to come up and camp on you know, it I, and so once again this this idea uh, sort of it, it, you know brings up something fred has said in, a, in a, another email in here that i've been, been you know going back and forth with him but you know the, I don't what what's the point in that um, really what's the point in let the government you know letting the government take some vacant small piece of land uh, Well, you would still you have people pay-
0: camping on it I mean basically you act as though it is still yours because you paid for it uh, they have the one they're the ones who've stolen it from you but at least that way it's no family getting thrown out of their home it maybe would be a campground or something like that for incoming porcupines uh, incoming freedom activists uh, they're having people that have asked for camping services uh, to be you know a place to camp some people have asked if they could, you know, park their RV on
4: your landmark because it's fairly large. So that kind of thing—it's just an idea, you know—it's just something to. Well, the change really is going to occur in New Hampshire, not on a local level, but on a state level. I mean, that's where the—that's where the power of the government resides in the state of New Hampshire, and that's where it has to. Yeah, but, but the city councilors a, vote. They an, vote to steal homes. That, that they, they do. could vote no. They could vote to not
0: steal people's homes, but they do it every single time. They'll vote for theft every single time. And so, uh, so th- thank you, Fred, for the suggestion. I'll, take my, I'll keep taking my baby steps, uh, 800-259-9231, as I encourage others to do. This is a long process, and you need to take it easy. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by Sickles, C-A-I, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You will be kept in the loop. If you're on the updates list, you'll know what's happening with Free Talk Live when it happens. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list free. That's updates. Dot, free talk dot com I actually sent out an update this afternoon. Uh, the great guys over at the Motorhome Diaries, Pete and Jason and Adam, uh, they had me on their little uh, a podcast thing. I guess it's not really a podcast, but it's a YouTube channel, and uh, motorhomediaries.com is their website. You can see it there. It's an interview of me with my little peak, my little headphones peak in my in my hair. I, I, I look awful, but then again, it, I'm a radio guy, so I just don't care uh, that much about how I look. <laughs> But uh, it was a good interview, and thanks to the guys for having me on. You can see that
4: at uh, MotorhomeDiaries.com. Perhaps you own or know someone who has a company that is struggling to collect money owed from past two accounts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked from the arduous ta- with the arduous task of, collect- of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing tasks of collections. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com.
0: All right, toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231.
4: You can bring up anything. Mark, did you want to talk about slavery with us tonight? I do. I have an article here that I, um, I think is uh, pretty good on it. So uh, this one is uh, writ by, written by Zanzor Blestman. that's at com. I like Zanzor Blessman. Yes. A slave by any other name would still be owned. Do you believe you're on yourself? Yes. If, if so, yes. you may come to believe differently by the time you're done reading this article. If not... Do you believe that you ought to own yourself? Yes. Yes, These are fundamental questions that many have pondered over the millennia. They are basic to the principles of liberty. I happen to believe I own my own body. I happen to believe... All the evidence points to it. My thoughts are uh, mine to contain, conceal, express, or disseminate as I see fit. I believe that the knowledge I've obtained through my life's experiences, education, and observations are mine to apply in any way that benefits myself or others that... Any compensation um, others may give me for such an application of knowledge is well-earned and mine to keep. I believe that the labor capabilities of my body are mine to sell to others as I see fit, and that any compensation freely given or previously agreed upon for the products and or services provided by said labor is also well-earned and mine to keep. I believe that anything I pay for in full with compensation that has been well earned and mine to keep and any successful attempt to forcefully or stealthily remove it from my possession should be considered theft i believe that the concepts outlined above should be considered basic private property rights and that all humans should enjoy and everyone should give respect to others in regards to those rights as they would expect others to do for them if you happen to believe the above statements as i do then it will probably come as no surprise that there are many who don't believe as we do. Mm. Indeed, there are many who believe that they own us. Yep. There are many who believe that they own the things that um, we may consider are rightfully ours. Not only do they feel this way, but they have created a reality that better reflects their point of view than we they have know. ours. Yeah, that's true. These people are best known as government officials and bureaucrats. But... Some would argue that there are secret and not-so-secret moneyed and special interests that would also make the claim of their ownership of humanity. These people will likely do anything to make, the, make certain that their belief system is upheld and strengthened and make sure ours is never realized. It could be, and has been argued, that these people do, in fact, own you. If you don't believe that, just try not paying your taxes. Yep. And will find only, out. The only thing I've got to say about this is they're not my taxes. I didn't create these taxes. I got nothing to do with them. They're their taxes. They decide that.
0: But they wrote your name on them, and they, yep. they have decided that you owe them. Yes.
4: They, in fact, they uh, believe that you consented to it uh, that the, just by being born here. <laughs> and see what happens, he says. They will eventually send men with guns to your door and throw you in a prison cell if you try to exert your freedom and yeah. make the claim that you have the right to keep the fruits of your labor. They will prove that they own you. They will claim that you owe them a portion of your labor for services that they provide even if you don't use their services and even – Even if you object to them. Even if they hold a monopoly on certain services mm-hmm. and even if you might find some services offered abhorrent. Yes, This happens because most people allow it to happen. Most people just grumble as they accept their fate and pay to keep the wolves from the door. They suffer in silence and do nothing because they have the perception that nothing can Can be be done. done. You
0: can't fight City Hall and all the other cliches. Uh, People are defeated. They believe that there is no winning uh, against the state and that they'll just go along to get along because then they can at least uh, live out the rest of their days in relative uh, peace as long as they pay the gang, whatever the gang is demanding. Not only do these and the gang will always demand
4: more year, would, year after year. That much is true. That is the, uh, the 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 nature of government. I'd really like to see one that gets smaller without collapsing completely. <laughs> um, you know, they just get bigger and bigger. They want more and more money. You know, one – You know, it goes from uh, first – we're, we're going to provide the basic services here to we're going to pro- provide the basic services here, which are expanded, and then mm-hmm. they expand, and then they expand. It's mission creep, as Wayne has said, on, a, on multiple and occasions. And there's no check. There's no check on them, especially at the federal level where they can yeah. just print out as much money as they want. Yeah.
0: I mean, eventually, they can't do it forever. Eventually, they will come crashing down, and I hope it happens sooner rather than later. Well, and and the,
4: the Margaret Thatcher quote is that uh, the problem with socialism is that sooner or later you run out of other people's yeah. money. And it's not that you actually run out of other people's money. It's that those other people say, no, no more. That's it.
1: I don't
0: know how, how far, far f- we are away from that, but it's a well, long way. Well, some
1: people are <laughs> running out of money. Look at the state revenue drops. They're they're dramatic. There's, it's, it's, nothing's been seen like this, in, I don't think, in history, even during the Depression.
4: But um, um, you remember, Ian, I can't remember what it was. It Maryland decided to tax millionaires recently, and then in the last decade, more millionaires have moved out or something. We read this story mm-hmm. about yeah. a month ago. I don't mean that they say, no, I'm not paying. They say, they say no they they vote with their feet and they leave and they go someplace else where they you know the taxes look better for them and it's true that's that's just how these things go and they
0: could leave uh, they can certainly easily leave one of the states today there aren't uh, really any significant restrictions on that so you can move from one state farm as they might be called where they're farming your resources uh, and extracting wealth from you to another state where they might extract wealth in a different way in a slightly smaller fashion uh, but as far as leaving to another, uh, uh, you know, one of the countries, that's getting more difficult. Uh, you, I mean, escaping from America is becoming more of a job. You're going to have to go and get uh, mommy
4: government's paperwork if you want to be able to, to travel across the world. Well, they and want you to go get paperwork. They want you to uh, pay ta- exit taxes. They, they do. want you to do a lot of things. Uh, you know, somebody who plans to leave the United States, the thing is, is that they can get, they can handle it. The only people that are going to get caught by this are the unaware and the middle class yeah. and, you know, people like that that don't have the... Uh, You know, maybe the upper middle class, people that don't have the wherewithal to defend against it. The rich people, they're going to get their stuff out of their, uh, uh, you know, out in bearer bonds or whatever they're going to do. And they're never going to pay anything on it. Rich people
0: are effectively free in this country. Yes, they are being taxed uh, to death. Anywhere. Money is freedom Um, in a lot of ways. But uh, there's there's very little that the state will do to them as far as like, I mean, how often do you hear about rich people getting charged with drug possession, for instance?
1: Uh, There's a lot more freedom uh, in that particular realm. And there's a lot of rich people who do drugs.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They can afford it. They can afford it. They can afford the protection. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. And not only do these people uh, own you, but they own your progeny, too. Mm-hmm. They have taken the money that they do not have and given it to their elite friends with the promise that future generations will pay, pay for their it, taxes. With their labor. They use the promise of easy money to enslave, and they use the fear of the mindless enforcers and obedient courts to prevent the masses from so much as questioning their legitimacy.
0: one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Is there more? Yes. We'll get to it and take your calls about what you want. Anything goes. It's Free Talk Live.
5: They say we're hated for our freedoms. Their solution? Take away our freedoms.
0: Either you are with us or you are
3: with the terrorists.
5: They spend both your lives and your money with reckless abandon. We're out of money now. We're operating uh, in deep deficits. One organization dares to dream of a world where nations compete for citizens instead of enslaving them. The Seasteading Institute is looking for pioneers to homestead the high seas and take civilization to the next level. Join the revolution at Seasteading
0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your program. If you dial in, take control of the airwaves. Toll free to 1 800 259 9231. It's the SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian here. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We invite you there. All the features are free. The wiki is included with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com.
4: Are you thinking about starting a business? Here's a word of the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy. I've done it myself, and it is fast and easy. They do all kinds of legal documents over there: patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. You use code FTL, save ten bucks off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. All right, so
0: we're continuing here. Mark, you're reading a story by Zanzor Blessman about and what's the website
4: on that? By it's the way, AmericanChronicle.com.
0: Got it. About slavery and how it is that, oh, well, we might like might like to believe otherwise, and we may indeed be free in our thoughts. In reality, as far as our physical uh, bodies are concerned, we are. Truly enslaved. Yes, we have the ability to move from one plot of land to another with relative uh, ease and freedom. But really, all we're doing is moving from one uh, political designation to another, where it's at some point somebody with uh, with a gun is going to threaten us uh, if we don't cooperate with their demands. And usually, most people cooperate, so the guns never come out. Uh, but inevitably, if somebody has the ability to extract your wealth from you and uh, the things that you've earned and the the work that you've done, extract a portion of that from you. You are owned by them. And that's, I think, some of the points that he's been
4: making here. They've um, Talking about the government people, they've used the media to build an illusion that they are invulnerable, and so the individual's spirit gives up. They use public schools to indoctrinate the youth so that the system perpetuates itself. They own you and your children, your body, your mind, and your soul, lock, stock, and barrel. At one time, perhaps this wasn't so bad. At one time, perhaps when I was younger, perhaps I was uh, before I was born, government was at least responsive to the people i'm not sure that was ever Um, not from a national level at least we are prospering and so it seems that many
0: certainly left them alone more often uh, in many ways in the past i mean the income tax didn't come around until 1913
1: at at first it wasn't very onerous either it was 13 uh, what was it 13 percent if you made over ten thousand dollars a year is that the income tax it was a flat tax it was very low yeah and it didn't affect everyone
4: and uh, income, the, the income tax isn't the only way that the government gets its, its money. I remember from the Ron Paul when he uh, campaign when he was running in two thousand seven and two thousand eight that uh, he said that you know getting rid of the IRS would only shrink the government down to nineteen ninety seven levels. At right. that time, nineteen ninety seven, the government was too big for me then too. So yeah. getting rid of the IRS and uh, you know <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't do anything uh, sure. for- Well, the regulations are tremendous and the various
0: taxes that are out there they're uncountable. So you're right about that, yeah. but the income tax is the most obvious one to
4: most Americans. It is, and it's you know it's it's what makes me angry every uh, every year. Mm. My wife has to spend probably 40 hours a week, uh, 40 hours a year, to uh, fill out these their paperwork and and do this you know enslaved and counting labor for them.
0: Well, you get to choose how you feel. The income tax doesn't make you do anything.
4: Well, go there ahead. You go. We were prospering, and so it seems that many um, that giving a small portion of our wealth to the Washington DC and the rich political elite wasn't such a bad thing. Oh, there were things going on that people didn't like. There were protests and the like, but those in charge seemed to pay attention to the people. At least they were—they still... did repeal prohibition. Yep. I mean that—you know—that yeah, he's right.
0: I think to some extent that uh, the the state was a little more responsive back then.
4: There was still some amount of freedom in this country, and well, at this point you can say that it, we're on the way to you know appealing the prohibition on marijuana. Maybe they said that in the 70s, Mark.
0: The, the activists back then were certain that uh, marijuana prohibition w- was, was
4: going to be repealed in the 70s. It's my understanding. Hmm. Well, I don't know. At least there was a representation of the common folk. At least there were free markets and the government stayed out of business for the most part. Well, maybe not, but it seems to me that government has gotten... A heck of a lot worse, more blatant about the fact that they own you lately, and they've been yep. turning a deaf ear to the demands of the people more than ever. Now they're even the openly talking about national service, which is uh, it's, it's conscription. But they had conscription three decades ago. They did, and Four. they got
0: they uh, they ended the draft, and now that they're talking about bringing it back under a new name.
4: Now the government and their corporate cronies wish to put their final screws to you. Now they want to remove what little semblance of freedom you may perceive you have left. They moved quickly to bail out the banking elite despite more calls and emails from their constituents against such measures than any other bill has ever generated. Who are they representing anyway? They moved just as quickly to bail out, in essence, take over auto manufacturers over the objections of the taxpayers whose money they were spending. Mm -hmm. They used the excuse that they were trying to save the economy. But the common folk (laughs) are the economy. They have proven their disdain for the ordinary citizen. They don't care what you have to say or what you think because they consider you... They're slave. They are not saving the economy. They are saving their ability to control it and their positions as its masters. Still, this is not enough for them. Still, the power brokers in Congress wish to extend their reach into every man's life. Of course, the those who seek power are people who will never be satiated. They'll never reach that point of uh, where they'll say, ah, okay, that's about enough. That's all we need to, t- to take care yep. of. Because there there are always going to be problems and people upset with the delivery of goods and services in a free market or Mm -hmm. limited market or whatever market it is that you're dealing with. And those in government can always ride in on their big white horse and say, well, we can save the, We can fix this. Uh, Just know, give us more control. Whether it's you know the, the the buses weren't running properly, people weren't you know cost too much to take a taxi cab, uh, you know whatever, whatever it is, the right. pers- people from government say oh, I've got a solution. And the bad, it's, greedy so and so's are the problem, and I'll fix it if you give me the power. So yep. businessmen, it doesn't show. It, it doesn't matter that the government has shown time and time and time and time again that it when it fixes problem, it, it's bad at fixing no. problems. Period. It makes them it's, worse. Its chances of fixing problems are low. Um, if it does fix the problem, it created the problem in the first place. In most Cases. In a lot of cases, that's true. Yeah. If it does fix the problem, say it builds a bridge or a school or something like that, it does it at two or three or four times the market rate of those things, it, depending on the size of the government as how much you know as to how big and wasteful it's going to be. But you know, perfect example of a
0: government program that created some consequences, and then they continue to use government to uh, to supposedly attempt to solve those consequences. There's a war on drugs. I mean, I was just looking at one of the top stories in the news. I think it was uh, early this morning where they're talking about how they're going door to door down south looking for guns. And they're apparently looking for illegal guns that are being sold to narcotics dealers, to drug dealers, that kind of thing. But the drug dealers are a problem and the murders are a problem because of the war on drugs in the first place. It's the same thing as old alcohol prohibition, which they had the sense to remove back in the 20s. Uh, now it's the same old story, except it's with different drugs. But instead of going back and just removing the control, removing the prohibition, which solved the problem of violence with prohibition, the alcohol prohibition, they've decided that the way to solve this problem is with more government intervention. We're going to go door to door hunting for people's uh, so-called illegal guns. It's not going to work. It's not going to stop the violence. It's not going to stop the gangs from getting their hands on guns, but just one of the myriad of examples of how it is that government creates problems, then proposes to solve those problems by creating more government programs, which also in turn create more unintended consequences,
4: which give them another excuse to create another government program, of course, or expand an existing one. Last Friday, the Congress voted to impose a huge cap and trade bill upon the populace of these United States of America despite popular opposition to the bill. Yet, this um, this is yet another massive bill that has not been read by the majority of the Congress members. I remember watching C-SPAN uh, last week, and in fact, they didn't have 300 and something pages of the bill on site for people to read. <laughs> so, I mean, They were voting on, these people were voting on something they, they didn't read, they don't know about. Maybe their aides, maybe one of their aides read it or read part of it. And the party boss to has
1: told them. them to vote for it. That's yeah. what it yeah. comes down to, because a lot of
4: these guys are rubber stamped sheep. It's yep. true. Exactly and yet another uh, intrusion of big government into the free market.
0: Well, you it's, know, Wayne, if they ever want to have a chance at moving up in the ranks,
4: they have to go along with the program. It's true. Yeah. And if they want somebody to vote for their scheme, then they have to vote for someone else's. Yep. They want it's, to be popular. It's just another tax scheme passed under the guise of trying to save the environment. It's funny how Congress forever trying to save something that they but by um, by spending our money. It will increase energy prices. It will increase the amount of taxes you pay, albeit in a less obvious way than increasing your income taxes. The common man, as always, will pay for this legislation, not the wealthy elite who can afford to pay off congressional members. Once again, the political elites manage to solidify their positions as our masters.
0: 1-800-259-9231. More? Yep. We're coming back, and we'll take your calls on this or whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. It's time for a slave uprising. Free Talk Live, a peaceful one, of course. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. That's the point of the program. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So enjoy those on us Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. You like the show, want to help support Freetalk Live? One of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Freetalk Live will get a percentage of your purchase, whether you're buying new or even used in dozens of categories. Save uh, with free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their new items. It's a great place to shop, amazon.freetalklive.com. As we continue uh, sharing Sansor Blessman's story from the American Chronicle about how it is
4: that you're a slave whether you realized it or not. Don't think for a moment that this government apparatus will stop there. For some time now, there's been a chatter prevalent amongst the political class that they will increase the servitude quotient of significant segments of the population. The new regulations that are being suggested in healthcare, doctors will quickly become some of the most slavish people in our society. Mm. They will not be able to charge or not charge for those who services. stay doctors at that point for their services as they see fit but will be paid as mandated by government decree. As a result, the consumer will lose options he currently has. Doctors will not be allowed to offer certain medical services unless those services are okayed by a government medical bureaucracy. Doctors will be under the watchful eye of Big Brother and will have to document all procedures carefully and be sure to remain within bureaucratic guidelines so they may lose their ability to legally practice medicine. If you thought the paperwork was
0: bad in medicine today with all of the regulations and insurance,
4: just wait till it's totally government controlled. They will be forced to service even those who may not require medical services, and they will be forced to accept whatever compensation the government deems appropriate, not what the law of supply and demand or even the individual doctor's capacity for human compassion determines mm-hmm. or is appropriate, or determines is appropriate. Uh, I'd also, while he's talking about healthcare here, um, really quickly, I'd like to, to interject the, the people that want to see uh, government health care that haven't thought about this. There's, there's something in this that they don't quite get. You've noticed that medical bills, uh, costs of medicine, costs of drugs, uh, costs of uh, medical equipment have all gone up in the last few decades. Yeah. The reason is... Whereas because the cost of computers has gone down and other things right. have gone down. Mm-hmm. These things have gone down. The reason is is because, well, the rest of the world has gone socialist. In the United States government, the freest, biggest market in the world, is the only one that's semi-ish, free-ish, uh, free market-ish um, in medicine. More like,
1: more like cartelized. Right. But whatever which, which it is. Which isn't free, really.
4: It, it, it certainly isn't, but it's more free. And the reason that drugs have gone up so much is because the other countries won't pay for the R&D that's inherent in these new drugs so what 's going to happen if the United States system goes socialized is there 's simply you know the government will say no we 're not willing to pay that for this for X drug and the uh, the drug companies will say, "Oh, well." I guess what we'll have to do is stop spending so much money on R&D. Then you won't have as much research and ve- development in drugs or medical equipment and you will see medic- medicine go from the government's mediocre control to abysmal control. Yeah, because stagnation, total stagnation. At this point, the United States government is on its, or the United States uh, populace on its shoulder is supporting all of the socialized medicine of the world. We are paying for it.
0: I don't know if Mexico is, is Mexico socialized? I don't no, know. I, no, I don't not. think I, I don't know how far. A lot of people this. go to down to mexico to get pharmaceuticals and things like that down there and get treatments done there because it's, it's even easier from what i understand and i'm it's no true. expert
1: I, I, well, yeah. the prices are lower too you can get top flight medical care in some cases in mexico for a fraction of the cost of the u.s mm-hmm. the biggest problem with the u.s is is not the quality so much it's it's the it's the cost it's the cost
4: because of all the laws and regulations and government involvement doctors are already overregulated. They already have too much oversight by the few, healthcare insurance company, the few health insurance companies that remain in business. Many doctors have been retiring early because of these conditions. Yep, many we've places, heard from them. Yep, there, there is a shortage of doctors, and those who remain in business are overworked. By the way, I tried to, get a, uh, to see a doctor here in Keene, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get an appointment. Because they're too busy? I don't know. I couldn't even get calls back, callbacks ah. in some cases. Uh, I mean, I couldn't get an appointment from a local doctor. Wow. I try. I, I, I can't tell you how many I called. Hmm. Half a dozen at least. I ended up. Uh, I'm, I'm taking quit, uh, stop smoking pills because I don't want to pay the taxes that are now on cigars. Hmm. Um, and How's that working out? Uh, I, I, I I'm not getting any nicotine out of what I'm smoking, but I haven't actually stopped smoking yet. I still have some. Untaxed you're not getting
0: nicotine from what you're smoking. You're that's smoking correct. some nicotine-free cigars. Or no, something?
4: I'm I'm taking pills that uh, block my nicotine receptors. It's called. Uh, oh, it's a drug out there that uh, does that. Interesting. Um. So. I, it's going to work well. I can tell okay. from how, you know, how it's going that it'll stop. But I went down to Sarasota for my class reunion. I scheduled an appointment on the Monday after the class reunion to, uh, to see the doctor. I, I went to wow. my old doctor in Sarasota. That's how hard it is to get a doctor right now. Because That's amazing. the amazing. Gover- because the government and these insurance companies, the government caused the insurance company problem in the first place. If anybody wants to know that, they can call in and ask me how. All, All right. right. Um Let's see those in favor of more government regulation in healthcare seem to believe that they should be able to determine compensation for the application of the doctors knowledge they think that
0: yes a board of bureaucrats uh, knows better what a doctor should be paid than the doctors that, and the
4: cli- and their clients apparently they think that they should be able to determine how to apply that knowledge to best benefit others they seem to believe that they are best able to determine the labor capabilities of doctors they will argue that everyone has the right to healthcare without realizing that saying so is tantamount to claiming that everyone has the right to force another human to provide services simply because that other human obtained a bit of knowledge.
0: Right. Where is the right going to go? Obviously, this is not likely to happen because there will always be people that will put up with the government's regulations in order to try to help people because the people in the medical industry care. A lot of them really care about others. Yep. But if the doctors and the nurses were to say, screw this, we're out of here, and just quit en masse, then where would the right come from to health care? Right. You don't have a right to health care.
1: And actually because... that's already starting to happen. There's a lot of doctors and nurses who see the writing on the wall and are actually planning on or leaving the profession because sure they, they don't want to work under a system that way. Right,
4: and I can't blame them. Well, but likely they'll be replaced by people who want to be bureaucrats and provide mediocre, or less than, or abysmal service to uh to the the patients um, rather than the people who are in there uh, to do what they're doing now because they don't want to be controlled in the same ways. So they'll probably be replaced, and it'll be just another strain on uh you know on the the, the tax base.
1: And it comes down to economics. Whenever you imply something is free, you increase the demand, and if the supply stays mm-hmm. the same or declines, which it could. Then when you have shortages, you have rationing, and people mm-hmm. don't get care and people die
4: yep. because they don't get the care they need in time. If they can do this, the doctors won't be long until they are forced everyone to provide labor at compensation levels determined by government mandate. Indeed, further down the road, we can see that being called nat- national service coming into vogue. For now, such a system is being set up to be voluntary, but one can imagine that making it mandatory is just around the corner. Sure. Already, there is talk of creating such coercive measures as not allowing children to graduate high school unless they volunteer, (laughs) as they have been suggested that the carrot of money for college is offered to those who take part in this system. It's not volunteering if you're compensated. Mandatory service of any kind, national or otherwise, for any period of time is just indentured servitude. I would have thought that by the 21st century, mankind would have gotten past such measures. It's time. No, it's we only started, changed forms. It's time we started living as free men. It's time we started calling a spade a spade and stop pretending that we own uh, our bodies, our labor or knowledge, when in fact we don't. In order for us to live as free men, we need to act like free men. We need to show that we're not afraid of the whip. The political elite in this country has shown that they don't care what we think. They have shown that they will spend our money as they see fit so that, so why don't why should we continue to pay taxes, and why do we continue to let them print money and keep fear. us indebted? It's fear. As long as we pay and allow them to print money, they will remain our masters.
0: Absolutely, and the only way around this is either for some sort of mass awakening, which is not going to happen anytime soon from my uh, view, or to get together with like-minded people. And I know that Zenzer Blessman, the, uh, the guy that wrote that, he is, I believe he's a free stater. Uh, I know we met him at the the Liberty Forum this year. And so getting together with other people who realize and understand what the problem is helps increase the courage factor. Because that's what's needed more than anything else. We were just sitting here talking earlier tonight about how we're all scared to death of what the you know the government might do to us. And I, of course, have talked about taking baby steps into the world of non-cooperation because I understand if you take large leaps, you'll probably go away for large amounts of time into yeah, a jail. Look cell. at Ed Brown's large leaps. Uh, so so people need to get together in order to back one another up in order to do as Sansa or Blessman is suggesting, and that is live as free men. Because if more people make that choice for themselves, if more people refuse refuse to obey and refuse to pay these gangsters calling themselves the government then they become powerless their power exists because of your consent and whether you like it or whether you like what they do or not you are consenting by going along with their processes by obeying their laws by obeying their regulations by paying their taxes by go- jumping through whatever hoops they put up for you you are consenting and if people start to withdraw that consent even if it's just a little bit at a time it begins to make an impact uh, I mean, we've seen what, what has happened here in New Hampshire with the activists like not even standing for judges when they come into the courtrooms. That's making an impact on, uh, on people. At the very least, it's making an impact on the inside of the activists themselves. The first time you do it, you'll get a rush you'll get an adrenaline rush because you're not sure what will happen to you. They could put you in a jail cell if you don't stand for the judge. But then you get away with it because you're there doing it with 20 other people, and there's nothing they can do. They don't have enough people to arrest you for it. Hour three's coming up. You bring up anything. Free Talk Live.
5: Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. This is Free
0: Talk Live. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line tonight. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We'll talk about the housing black market here in a moment, but first we'll go to Christopher in Michigan. Christopher, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening.
7: Hi, how are you doing? Hey,
0: what's on your mind tonight, sir?
7: Well, I had a couple of things. I was thinking about the one-world currency. I've heard a lot about this Amiro from, I don't know, a variety of places.
1: Well, the Amiro isn't a one-world currency. It was it was uh, supposedly... Well,
7: not one-world currency. The North American currency.
1: The regional, me, the regional one. Well, there
0: have been right. proposals. Of, wasn't it China and Russia that were talking about a one-world currency? So the, the idea of a one-world currency has certainly been on the table of recent times.
7: Right. Well, what, what it seems to me, well, I, I had some deep thinking about it, and... I'm going to school right now for economics and political science right now, and what it seems is a lot of people are expecting this new currency, but really our one-world currency is already here, and it's the American dollar. You know, a a barrel of oil is priced in dollars. So many things around the world are priced in dollars, you know, and they had the G8 meeting and the G20 meeting talking about, you know, how America controls the one-world economic system. You You know, they don't want the system to be relied on the American currency but really they didn't really do anything they walked away with their tails in between their legs because they had millions and millions and trillions of dollars in US reserves so they'd be well, they'd be sort of ruining their own investment you know by i, I by agree getting, with you there away.
4: Uh, that the, certainly, the the world does have a currency, um, and that currency is dollars. And the you know that when you you look at the the what is it, the world uh the world bank and their special drawing rights and all that stuff, it's all it's all dollars. I I get that, but do you think it's possible that the people that control the uh, issuing of dollars might overissue them to the point that they um you know that they, they, they the dollars are no longer the one world currency? Do you think that's possible?
7: Oh, certainly. That's well, a possibility. That's what's happening, that's isn't it? Only the yeah. only the elite would know for well, sure. Wait, but isn't it, isn't
0: uh, China dumping dollars for gold and 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 something
3: like that? Russia is. Right. Now, so, so calling it a
0: one world currency isn't really true. It's just kind of the a preferred currency uh, for for around the world. But that's uh, you know, Christopher. That's beginning to change, as I understand it.
7: Right, I see what you're saying. Now uh, personally I think that's all their own country's paranoia. You know, they are preparing for the worst. We are in wartime. We're selling bonds just as we're in wartime. We are in massive amount of debt. So I, I mean, am not our selling is doing any anything they can to make money. Are you our government selling bonds to other countries? I don't consider them my government. Uh,
4: Christopher. Do you um? I've heard numbers between 150 and 250 thousand dollars in uh in you know long term unsecured debts. If you uh if you you know take it out for every American citizen, man, woman, and child. So my 16 month old baby has a quarter million dollars in debt that he has to pay off for the United States. As government. we
0: explained last night, he doesn't actually. Owe just, that
4: I right. understand, but I'm just I'm just saying the United States government is saddling him with that kind of debt. Do you think that the United States government can continue? This path of of uh, what seems to me unbridled spending and your optimistic view that uh, that the dollar is just going to live forever and we're all going to be really well off that no empire has ever failed. You know, it's
7: right. Correct. You know, yeah, that's, really, you know that's the exact I, I'd they're telling you some good problem. stuff.
4: They're telling you some good stuff in economics class. And you've got and, and I you know, totally you've got to learn it. I've said the same words that you're saying. America is this entrepreneurial machine. They can't crush it. But I'm sorry, they can crush it. And they're doing a reasonably good job of it.
1: With, with the cap right. and trade laws and all the ridiculous things they're doing now, they are going to. Further crush the entrepreneurial spirit in this country that's already been crushed over the last twenty or thirty or forty years.
4: Yeah, yeah, but you know, if, at what point do they have to tax you, uh, Christopher? Until you decide, you know what? It'd be easier to do this in Hong Kong.
7: You know, and exactly. You know, and most people don't even, you know, they don't think about, you know, what's going on in their own neighborhoods. I guess you could say because the bureaucracy in our own neighborhoods is taking every dollar we have already. They're you know. trying. They're trying, exactly. You know, my friend, he just got sent a ticket in the mail for driving without a suspended license. They didn't even pull him over. Hmm. they seen his license plate, so they, they sent him a ticket in the mail.
1: They probably now, had a picture of him in the car, too, so they could prove it was him in the car. Maybe they do. Oh No, they, they didn't.
7: You no, know. they didn't have a picture or nothing, but, you know, still they take him to court. They t- they waste his time. They waste his money, yep. you know, and to fuel the system to expedite cases through, they offer him a plea bargain on something sure. that he didn't even do, you know. That's
1: the way it works. You're right. You know, the right. bottom line here with currencies, though, is this is becoming a race to the bottom to see what country can debase their currency faster so they can keep exporting to the other countries, but they're all going to collapse eventually, and then the question is, is how much faith are people going to have in a new paper currency after they've been wiped out from the old
4: one. They'll, they, they'll it seems paid. to be that they'll have plenty. Because it seems like people just keep on taking these fiat currencies new, backed it's by new. nothing over and
1: over.
0: It's new.
4: It's, it's back. colorful. It's backed
0: by
1: gold now. <laughs> yeah. Except, Except you can't not. get the gold. Right.
0: Hey, Christopher, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, good luck out there Thank in you. your college classes. A lot of misinformation being passed around in uh, college classes across the country. 800-259-9231. Let's talk about black market housing. Cool. Interesting. Now, it doesn't happen, at least that I know of here in America, but it does happen in Cuba. And uh, as, of course, I, I've t- talked about before, uh, whenever it is that a, pr- a product is or service is prohibited, it it doesn't disappear. It just goes underground. It happened with uh, the with prohibition of alcohol. It's happening with the prohibition of drugs. And it happens with housing.
1: It happens with rent control in, in U.S. cities that have rent control, too. How's that? Well, if you're in a rent control apartment, let's say the apartment's really worth $2,000 a month and you're getting it for 400 a month. Well, what you do is if you want to leave there for a while, you can uh, sublet Sub-lease it or something it. and not let anybody know and right. for a lot more money. Or you can hand it off to one of your friends or relatives. Let's talk about how it works in Cuba, though. Things are a lot different there.
0: According to the BBC, Maria Julia is desperate. She lives in a Havana flat that belongs to her husband's grandparents. For the last seven years, she and her husband have shared a bedroom with their two children. Maria Julia, not her real name, fears her relationship with her husband will not withstand the pressures of their living arrangements for much longer. She says she has only one chance of securing a separate flat in Havana for her family and saving her relationship. Can you imagine living in one room with two children and a loved one? Mm. The only option I have, she says, is to divorce my husband and to marry a man who has legal title to a flat. I will pay him. Then in two years, he will sign over the property to me. We will get divorced, and I will marry my husband again. Hmm. This complicated transaction will cost Maria Julia $10,000, or in British pounds, uh, $6,800. It, it is a fortune in Cuba, but the minimum going rate. Right. Her sister has sent her the money from the United States, and Maria Julia has, hidden, uh, has it hidden in cash somewhere in Havana. Maria Julia's plan to buy a flat is illegal, which is why we can't identify her. In Cuba, only the state has the right to sell property. Private buyers or sellers may end up having their home confiscated altogether by the state if they're caught doing deals like this. There was already a shortfall of more than half a million homes before three hurricanes wrought widespread destruction in 2008. Overall, the housing stock is in a dilapidated state. Of course it is. It's government-run. Every house in, in Cuba, this is you know news to me. I don't know a whole lot about Cuba. It's a very interesting place when you start digging into it as far as how much government control they have and how lousy their lives are as a result. So the government controls the housing situation in Cuba, and of course there's not enough housing. It's a shortage. Government has no interest in keeping up to market demand. People are still popping out babies left and right. The market's expanding in, in its size. Uh, there there would be plenty of brisk business for uh, for contractors in a free market of housing. But here the government, well, you know, well, just keep living with more people in
4: the same room. <laughs> you see, and this is what happens when you put government in charge of these kind of things. Right. Well, now imagine what will happen to health care, right? So
0: homes were dilap- and it became dilapidated because of government control. That's what will happen to health care. Anyway, uh, the precariousness of the Cuban economy which the government says is partly due to the impact of the U.S. trade embargo. And I don't deny that to be true. I mean, that's one thing that is, I think, outrageous, that in the so-called land of the free, Americans are prohibited, another prohibition, from doing business with the poor, poor bastards down in Cuba. I mean, these guys are, are economically impoverished by their government. At the very least, being able to do business with Americans would help improve their lot in life, but they're prevented from doing it. We're prevented from doing
1: that. Well, that's true, but America's only one country in, in, among many that can trade with them. There's yeah, a lot but of South American countries that we could still trade with them.
0: But it's close by, and there's a lot of money in, in America. So it would be very, I think it'd be pretty beneficial, but still, with a government in control, it wouldn't do a whole lot. Anyway, it uh, it says here the story of the BBC, uh, the government says it's partly due to the embargo, meaning the new building program isn't keeping up with demand, so the black market is thriving. It is the biggest, really the biggest in Cuba, says Juan Tirana, an economist at the Center for the Study of the Cuban Economy. He's unwilling to guess at what the housing black market is worth in cash terms, but he is troubled. And uh, we'll continue to tell you about how things work in a place where the government is in 100% control over your property. I mean, even more so than it is here in America. They they determine who sells what and buys what. It's free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We got a lot of archives. Uh, in fact, going back an entire year, totally free on the front page of the website. You just click and download. They're yours for free at freetalklive.com. We're talking about the Cuban economy and how just dilapidated and awful it is. I mean, the government is in almost total control over there, uh, especially in the housing world. According to the BBC, the sale of a home can't be done by anyone but the state. And who's going to sell it to? Itself? I don't even understand all the ins and outs of it, but essentially the story says that the housing stock is in an absolutely dilapidated state. Uh, they already had a shortfall prior to some hurricanes that uh, brought some widespread destruction back in 2008. And since the government's in charge of housing, the government is the only entity that can sell and buy and build and that sort of thing. Then, of course, it's going to be like that. The government, as we talked about uh, so many times, has no incentive to do things in a uh, a speedy basis or a, or a sensible way uh, or in an at, cost manner, they have no incentives because they have no connection to the marketplace. They don't
1: understand what demand and supply even is. And here's the two big things that are missing. is One is competition, and the other is risk. Mm-hmm. Government doesn't have any risk because they can just keep printing money to do what they do. They have no competition. They're a monopoly. Therefore, there's no incentive in the long term to do a good job. Right. Nobody's going to beat them. There's no other alternative to go to. So in order to
0: get a house... Or to transfer uh, ownership of the house, there are all kinds of underground things that have to go on, as uh, one of the, 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 the lady they're talking about in the story here, Maria Julia, is doing. She has to marry another man, get divorced from her current husband, marry a man who is currently possessing the house that she wants, wait two years, stay married to him for two years, then he'll transfer the home to her. So he says. So he claims, exactly. Who knows what kind of sexual favors he'll be demanding of her in the meantime and how uh, how really depraved that could end up being. Uh, but eventually, if it goes as planned, she'll then get her hands on the house. Then she can remarry her other husband. But if she gets caught in all this, it's a crime to do what she's, what she's talking about doing. So uh, according to one of the economists who studies the Cuban economy, he says everybody's losing, and for me as an economist, it's frustrating. Today, if you want to buy your home, you have to use the black market. Now, although Cubans are not allowed to buy and sell properties privately, they are permitted to swap. And on Saturday morning, hundreds of people gather on the Paseo de Prado in central Havana in hopes of finding someone they can exchange homes with. They probably don't have uh, internet access to where they could just easily do some sort of uh, find ser- some sort of go-between services. So to why do can't
1: this. she find a family to swap? Maybe the, uh, the people that she's living with now might want to swap with somebody who doesn't need, uh, you know, the bigger place they have now. Maybe there are only so many properties and so many mm-hmm. that are available.
0: They and might not be
4: able to own it if they, you know, do, do the swap thing. I don't know. It sounds okay. like they are allowed to swap the, their properties, but uh,
0: according to the story they can or officially no money should change hands so you have to find somebody who has a property of of relatively equal value right Uh, And how how easy is that? I don't know. Yet in practice, swapping a smaller property for something larger will mean parting with several thousand dollars. So under the table, you'll have to slip them some cash in order to get the the deal done. But Maria Julia doesn't have property to swap. So there's your answer. Her husband's grandparents hold the legal title to the flat she lives in. So a bogus marriage is the only way she can see of changing her circumstances. Maria Julia has used an illicit middleman known as a corridor, literally a runner, To find her new home. She's busy working and has no time to do it herself. If the deal goes through, she'll pay him $500. The transaction will take time because the man she will buy from in Havana is still securing his own new property. He has a girlfriend in Santiago de Cuba, she says, and they have, uh, seen, they have seen somewhere in Santiago they want to buy. And his girlfriend is going to have to marry a very old man in his 80s in order to get that property. They oh, wow. will have to pay the old man, too, with the money that I am going to give them. It's a really long change, she said. Mm. The old guys must love this over there. Uh huh. Cuba is marketing, or uh, marking rather, the 50th anniversary of its revolution. One of the most popular moves of Fidel Castro in his early years of government was housing reform. Many tenants got legal title to their homes, and rents were capped. Multiple property ownership was prohibited. Cubans can still only legally own one home in the town where they live, and another in the countryside. But 50 years on from those heady, optimistic beginnings, housing is close to the top of the list of complaints among
4: Cubans. This is the people's revolution where you can own two houses, one in the city and one in the country. I mean, you would think that they have distributed wealth so well there that uh, nobody (laughs) can afford crap anyway. Uh, But uh, who uh, who has these houses in the country, as it were? I would only imagine very wealthy. And why do they ha- Why are they very wealthy in Cuba where the, the revolution has occurred? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they know somebody. And the rest of them are eating eggshells to get calcium as uh, they, they sent down a dictate uh, about a decade ago. Well, 50 years on from the optimistic uh, beginnings,
0: they're complaining. It's the number one uh, list, one of the top of the list of complaints among Cubans. Juan Marcos Mendez, the vice president of the government's National Housing Institute, doesn't deny there are huge challenges. But He maintains that the answer doesn't lie in privatizing housing. Quote, "...housing is social property. We don't believe it's right for people to make a profit from it. Of course, some people still haven't understood the reasons why we have these rules, and they try to get ahead illegally. But it's only possible to improve the situation by continuing our building program. Although the United States blockade has a serious impact on that, we may have problems in Cuba, but we don't have people sleeping under bridges." And according to the story, that's true, but the impact of the housing shortage is distorting family life for many people. Now Maria Julia is worried that the deal she has set in motion will further sour her relationship with her husband. She says it's one thing to accept the fact that you have to make a bogus marriage as an idea, but quite another to actually do it. I have a worry, maybe it's a premonition, that I'll solve the housing problem for me and my children, but my relationship with my husband won't survive. Maybe she'll like this other guy
1: better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but he's got a girlfriend well oh, she he can dump her or maybe she'll let him maybe she'll let him keep her well, what it, a it, mess it,
4: it is likely that uh since she has to marry this guy in order to get the uh get the property uh, exchanged mm-hmm. it could very well be that the guy says oh look we're married and uh, you know like by law you've got to put out and mm-hmm. you certainly got to put out before i'm going to sign these pe- this house over to you absolutely absolutely she's and i could really bother you know a jealous man Absolutely, that's going to bother ninety-nine percent of the guys that uh, you know that the boyfriends in the circumstance. So what a nightmarish
3: situation!
0: Can you even imagine what things would be like here in this country if uh, the government was in total control? I mean, we understand they control your property, and that if you don't pay property taxes, uh, you'll ha- they'll steal it from you, as we touched on earlier. But you do have the ability to at least sell the government property titles that the, that they give to you for now. Yeah, well, for now, I don't know if anybody's put a proposal on the table to have the government take over housing, uh, and I would re- I would imagine that'd be a relatively unpopular proposal, whereas the, the idea of health care, like, how would they sell that? How how would the government sell total government control of housing to the Americans? At least with health care, they can say, well, Americans aren't getting health care, so if you let us control it, we'll give you health
1: care. Well, the ultimate property free. is your own body, but I don't think people realize that, that when government takes over health care, they take over your body. And ownership of them and tell you what you can eat, what you can do with your no, body, right. what you can they put don't in your understand. body. They don't they, understand that. Yeah, that's the ultimate form of ownership. If you don't own your
0: body, what do you own? But how would they uh how would they sell taking over housing to the American people?
1: How would they do it? Those um, th- those evil real estate
4: speculators. We need to fix housing so look that what, people have homes. Look what the bankers did here. You know, these these Americans are getting kicked out of their homes, and I don't know. It would seem like if they were going to sell that to the American people, that, that now would be the time to do it. It seems like it's almost impossible
0: to make that one work. Even if you were to sell it to renters by saying that uh, they would no longer have to pay their landlord, the government would be the landlord, and they'd have to pay them instead. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live.
4: Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, and by the way, join us on our uh, website where you can uh, you can enjoy one of those features. That is the BBS uh, with over 450,000 posts. You'll like that if you uh, dig forums because uh, it's the, our Free Talk Lives forum is a little on the, the crazy side. I mean there are some crazy people that are that are using the forum a bunch of trolls interacting with one another it's a it's a very unique uh forum experience you'll either love it or hate it really smart trolls uh, bbs.freetalklive.com but Wayne let's continue this discussion because I think you brought something up during the break that is uh, is pretty interesting needs to be brought out on the air we've been talking about housing and what brought this discussion about was the uh, the Cuban situation where the housing market is completely controlled by the state uh, they control who buys who sells, in fact, nobody can buy or sell except the state, so I'm not sure who they're buying or selling to exactly, but I guess they would sell it to to you possibly i don't know I don't know what all the ins and outs are
1: and you probably get to keep it for life, and you probably because they mentioned something about title. So maybe you have the title to to hold that property for life.
0: Right, which you can trade. They'll allow you to swap titles, but you can't pay money along with the swapping of the titles. Of course, that happens anyway. There's just a lot of kind of black market activity. So people will slip somebody a few thousand bucks under the table as they swap their properties for for one another. Or as uh, the article from the BBC pointed out, a woman might divorce her husband to get married to somebody who has a house that she wants for a couple of years, then have her new husband transfer her the house. Then she can get married to her old husband. Oh, but, boy. of course, she's worried about losing her old husband in that process. But she needs to do what she needs to do for her family. So it's just an absolute mess. And I'd ask the question... What would it take for the U.S. government to be able to really make a move into controlling housing even more than it currently does? I mean, the pitch for universal health care is pretty persuasive to people. Well, you need health care? We'll give it to you. Uh, Of course, it's going to cost a lot of money. It's
1: going to suck because it's government-run and all that. But they don't talk about that in their pitch. It's free health care. Well, it's going to consume a lot more wealth than even the present system wealth.
0: So what would so uh, so what would the 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 pitch be as far as getting the government to take over health uh, to take over the housing market? Well, as I pointed out, that it wouldn't really be a, a very effective pitch to say that well we're just going to take over ownership of your home. That doesn't sound very sexy, yeah. even to renters saying that we're going to kick your landlord out of the way and we'll be your landlord. That doesn't sound very attractive. But you pointed out Wayne that what's actually happening behind the scenes is the government is slowly taking
1: people's homes. What's, what's happening? Well, there are millions of empty homes right now that are that are sitting there that aren't even on the market yet because the banks know if they dump them, they're going to lower the prices further, kind of like the, the conundrum the Chinese have right now holding all the dollars and treasuries. So when you have all these empty homes, what, one thing they're going to do, and they're already starting to do, is bulldoze a lot of them and actually return some towns back to farmland. They're talking about that. But a lot of these other empty houses, you may find that the government, since they own the banks now that are holding these these loans on these these houses that are empty, are just going to take the houses over and give them to people. They're political cronies, whatever. They're going to put people in these empty houses. So the government, through
0: the whole defaulting on the loan process and through also ownership of the, the banks themselves... Is taking ownership of homes just slowly It's
1: moving towards that, I should say.
0: Slowly going to start taking home after home after home. It's, it's not going to take them all, obviously, right. at this point, but the more houses that are owned by the government, the uh, the worse off the marketplace
1: is. Well, look right? at all the job losses you're seeing every month, six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand adjusted after a few months later. When you have all that much unemployment and the job prospects aren't aren't good. They've got a couple of choices. There, a lot of people are going to leave their homes initially, but when that starts to really happen in mass, what will happen is the government will probably just take your house, ownership of your house so you can stay there. You know, and then there will be others that are empty that they're going to put people in. Or, and they're going to bulldoze others. Just, just like uh, farmers were paid not to, uh, grow, not crops. to grow crops. Right. They'll be bulldozing houses. Toll-free number,
0: 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free
4: line. You really think they're going to be knocking down houses? I've, I, I, I don't think that they are. They're I mean, already talking about that up in Flint, Michigan. The, well, maybe. In, you're, I, I suppose yeah. in some places like Flint, Michigan, and uh, Detroit, and Nevada, and, and Nevada, and, and, and there's Nevada a lot, I don't know. There's
1: a, no, there's a lot of new houses that were built that maybe the neighborhood isn't quite finished yet, and they can't sell them. And they're bulldozing them now. The banks would rather bulldoze them than to than sell have to at a cheap rate, or have to pay property taxes on a house that's not finished yet. Hmm.
4: Well, I think that they can sell those houses at a cheaper rate. Um, well, and some of them aren't the done yet. People yeah. would want to be there. Be and in the those builders houses. are bankrupt. Wow. Now, it, it's f- it's crazy out half there. Half a house. I, it's it maybe. I certainly don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to, to Nevada, um, Las it's Vegas. Nevada, I
1: believe,
0: by the way. Yeah. Guys. Whatever. Um, Las hey, Vegas. they take it real personally out there. Nevada.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, likely one or two people take it very personally, and those are the the noisy ones. It's one of those <laughs> things where it makes it sound like you're a tourist. I don't live in Nevada. I am <laughs> a tourist when I go yep. to Nevada, okay? Okay. <laughs> Just so, let me know, in, if I in, pronounce in, it wrong, it's because I'm not from you're, Nevada. You're a talk show host in Poinix,
1: be... Arizona, out in Poinix. Well, they don't. They call it that
4: out no, there. No,
1: I'm kidding. Good God! <laughs> <laughs> if I
0: go,
4: look, <laughs> you know, there's 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 a point when you go too far in pronouncing something correctly, and yeah. I'm, I that you know this is something that everybody can uh, like. If I would decided to call New Orleans New Orleans. I was I'm corrected not, on that. N- uh, right, but, be- but you're corrected by somebody who's got an accent that's completely different than yours. If somebody with a midland accent, like you and I have this this non accent American accent, um, tries to say Nolans, we just sound dumb, okay? okay. <laughs> if you say Lawville, well, if I'm just talking along and I'm referencing Lawville, Kentucky, and then I and then I go on talking again like like somebody from Louisville, Kentucky sounds. I sound weird. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's like me pronouncing Moscow in Russian <laughs> while I'm talking. No, people don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Well, have you ever been to Hawaii? I have not. Well, if you live in Hawaii, you say Hawaii. But if you're not from there, you say Hawaii or something yeah. in between. It's the same thing. Well, isn't the point uh, of kind of uh, going there is to blend in at least as much as possible?
0: I, or go, when you go to places, don't you want to sound at least not like some sort of yokel that just uh, just arrived
1: off the, the tour bus? But don't wear black socks <laughs> 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 and a big, a big bright shirt. And uh, uh, You mean yeah. they don't actually wear Hawaiian shirts in Hawaii? They do, but they, they, they used to have this thing called a stupid shirt. and you, it, was, it was a tourist would, would wear. It. it was really loud. <laughs> and polyester, polyester. <laughs> so, yeah. so you could identify who the tourists were because their Hawaiian shirts were too loud. Yeah. In idea? fact, we one time we had we had this car we would turn the windshield wiper nozzle, windshield wash uh, washer nozzles out, and we would drive around Waikiki Beach and we'd squirt them on the side <laughs> of the road.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Uh, let's talk about uh, the poor at this point. Davi
0: emails in, guys. I'd like to take some time to talk about the poor. Solving poverty was the state function that was the hardest. For me to give up. So for those who still think that the best way to help the poor is to elect a class of unaccountable people who fleece our wealth at gunpoint, I'd like to tell you about Larry Moore. And we've actually talked about Larry in the past. So the yeah. story might sound familiar. For six years, Larry was a homeless drunk living under a bridge and begging on the street. Last September, Larry acquired his own shoe si- uh, shoe shine stand, got himself a nice-looking suit, and started earning $7 a shine. Business was so successful that the San Francisco Chronicle called him the best-dressed shoeshine man in the city last March. When they interviewed him, he said, I used to push a shopping cart in this town. Now I have my own business. I feel blessed every day. You see, Larry was on his way to earning the $600 he needed to rent an apartment. Then, as so often happens after newspapers highlight entrepreneurs... Then some bureaucrat from the Department of Public Works saw the article and sought out Larry to inform him that he needed to purchase a $491 sidewalk vendor permit. A spokes from the Public Works Department uh, said the department's contact with Larry was meant to be educational. Bollocks, says Dobby. So Larry, this saint, dutifully handed over almost every penny he'd saved. Just one problem. Larry doesn't have a valid California ID, and he had to send away for a replacement birth certificate from Kansas. So in order to even get the permit, he had to have this, you know, the, the correct government paperwork in order. When news of this bureaucratic snafu reached the public, hundreds of people lined up for blocks with their shoes in hand. After earning nearly $1,000, Larry was able to pay off the state gangsters and pay his way into some temporary housing. But there's more to, uh, to Davi's email here about uh, the poor and helping them. And how it is the government just doesn't help at all. It makes things worse. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your calls, if you make them, we'll sneak them in in these remaining moments. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's one 800 259 And tonight, it's Ian joining you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. In fact, uh, in the world of getting new radio stations on, I got a new agreement today from a brand new station, which I believe is 50 I think now uh, that we have as far as signed agreements are concerned. And I won't say where it's going to be, except that it will be in Michigan. And we're running out of places to be in Michigan. It's, I think Michigan is the most popular FTL listening on the radio state.
4: Yeah, I, it's funny. Uh, you know, People say this is too uh, New Hampshire-centric of a uh, of, of a show, but in Michigan, we have no problem getting on the air. It seems. They love us in Michigan.
0: I don't know why it is. Maybe it's because their economy's in the tank and uh, the message of freedom just resonates more, or maybe it's a total coincidence.
1: Well, yeah, you know, Michigan is a good example of what too much government did to their State, yeah, it's bad news out there. I mean, the Detroit situation is terrible. People
0: are
4: doing their best to escape from from Lots Detroit, Michigan. Uh, uh, Free State Project members. So,
0: all right, uh, we're going to get back into the story here about Larry. He is a homeless man, or was a homeless drunk, uh, living under a bridge. Started shining shoes in San Francisco. The newspaper did a, a focus story on him, which newspapers do sometimes. Somebody's doing something interesting; they do a feature story. And as so happens so often, the bureaucrats, of course, read the newspaper, and they decided to target this man. They went after him, and they demanded that he pony up $491 for a sidewalk vendor permit. Uh, he spent every penny he had to do that, jump through whatever hoops they put up for him, and luckily the nice folks of San Francisco came and spent, you know, like $1,000 with him within the next uh, week or so, basically. They lined up, as, it, uh, as it's told here in Dobby's email, for for blocks. Uh, holding their shoes to, to, just to give this guy their business because they felt sorry for him being victimized uh, by the state. And uh, according They should to
4: have just given him some money, too many shoes, he couldn't get them all done.
0: Larry's story exemplifies perfectly, says Davi, of uh, how the state, a monopoly on coercive violence, fails to help the poor and the fair market absolutely exceeds. Succeeds rather. Let me explain, he says. America has one of the most bloated federal welfare programs in the world. California is likely the most socialist state in the nation. San Francisco is the most lefty pinko city in the state of California. If the state was going to solve poverty anywhere, it would be here in San Francisco. But the state did nothing for Larry. While well-intending strangers did do something. At the very bottom, it's voluntary interaction and not coercive redistribution that kept Larry fed for six years. So despite the ever-increasing taxation, the market is still providing for the poor. And that's true. Even though Americans are just taxed to death, they are still contributing billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars every single year to various different charities around the country and
1: around the world. So very, very charitable people. And by the way, that gets back to the whole term of income redistribution. We we redistribute our wealth wealth all the time voluntarily. That's sure. fine. It's when it's forced that it's a problem. Absolutely, because on a voluntary basis, we get to choose who gets uh, the money. We get to choose based on a variety of factors
0: as far as are they being distributed? Is the money being distributed fairly in a way that we think it should be distributed? Uh, and we can we can pick. You know, are they? Uh, is the overhead too high in this particular charity? Uh, what about their their competitors? Whereas government, there is no choice. And a coercive tax, he says, takes uh, takes money out of the safety net that works and puts in uh, the safety net that works and puts it into the safety net that fails. That is the government one. Now the statists are screaming, "Well, what about the government? Or without the government, the poor will starve in the streets." To which I respond, "Is there some reason why you think people wouldn't give money to charity, but would vote for a bureaucrat to take it from them by force?" The fact that nearly every person instantly responds, what about the poor, proves that helping the poor is a nearly universal value in our society. If it's a universal value, then we don't need to be forced in order to do it. If it isn't a universal value, a majority isn't going to vote for it. The very fact that people vote for welfare programs tells me that people would help the poor without coercion. Then enters the shine stand. Entrepreneurship is how the fair market raises the poor out of the safety net. In a fair market, absolutely everyone has value and i I like the term free market but because fairness suggests bringing the government in to level the playing field it may suggest that to you it may it does not. to I don't me know. it does anyway, he goes on he says uh, absolutely everyone to me, has value only the free market is the only fair one and can create wealth from a just a minimum of creativity and ambition. statism tells us that some people are worthless by imposing a minimum wage they centrally plan the centrally planned economy raises the barrier of entry into the market and prevents people from people uh, People like Larry from participating. People in Larry's situation have value and are prevented from accessing that value because they've dropped beneath the minimum wage. Were it not for minimum wage laws, Larry would have been able to prove his value to an employer by offering to work for a reduced starting wage. He could have swept hair in a barbershop for $4 an hour and earned $600 in less than two months. But no employer is going to risk $8 an hour and all the taxes and the liability that comes with employing someone on on a homeless drunk. So, despite the raised barrier to entry, the market is still finding value in the poor who have an entrepreneurial spirit, and a coercive minimum wage takes jobs away from people who can prove their value in the fair market and gives jobs to bureaucrats who cannot prove their value and Now, the little status are, are not proving their value. but without government, greedy capitalists will exploit the workers. To which I would respond, is there some difference between a capitalist and a bureaucrat? What makes you think that a business owner who interacts with people on a voluntary basis must prove the value of their services and must maintain a positive reputation would exploit people more than a bureaucrat who wields coercive force, has a monopoly on his services, and is only accountable to the public once in an election cycle?
1: And some of them aren't even elected. Hey, by the way, have you ever seen that video of Milton Friedman uh, inter- being interviewed by Phil Donahue? It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can, if you. I've seen it. Yeah, if you look up uh, Milton Friedman worth on, a watch, on huh? greed, it's yeah, it's worth a watch.
0: In my experience, violent people with no uh, John Stossel also did a, a hour-long special about greed. In my experience, violent people with no competition or liability are not more virtuous. I mean, the fair market boycotts products for exploiting dolphins, then enters the state. Can you imagine? The government completely ignores Larry for six years, and then when it learns of his success, it swoops in and takes every penny. Just when he was on the verge of actually lifting himself off the street, he's attacked by the third head of the Hydra, licensing laws. And I'm not sure what the reason for the sidewalk vendor permit is, but I know why it's important to the Department of Public Works. Because everyone, the capitalist, the bureaucrat, the rich, the poor, you, me, Barry, Obama, everyone acts upon market incentives. And the state acquires revenue through licensing laws. Plain and simple. The difference however is the state is not required to prove its value. It's a monopoly willing to extort $491 from every sidewalk vendor, effectively keeping the poor poor. Because rich people
4: aren't going out selling things on the sidewalk. Right, idea of the licensing laws is to protect society from businesses coming you know rising up people not paying their fair share or you know people just like this shine guy mm-hmm. just like him the purpose of the law is to protect us from this guy going out there and just setting up shop any old place he feels like but the government failed to protect us uh, or the, the citizens of whatever town this was in uh for six years but then when he's put in the newspaper and he makes the money that's when they come in so they prove conclusively that the only reason they're really involved in this business in the first place all the rest of it's a ruse
1: yeah they're greedy they're being greedy yep. now and
0: they, the later- and they've
1: got and they've got the guns behind them now the
0: little status is screaming nothing And I think that's kind of funny because what's he going to say? Without the government, poor people will all be selling stuff on the street. They'll be providing value in the market, earning wealth, satisfying customers and improving their condition. And this is always the end result of any discussion about coercive violence. Eventually, the statist just runs out of arguments and has nothing left but irrational preference, which is a dangerous motivation when people's lives are at stake. Then enters the market. Larry was not saved by the state. He was saved by the market. Hundreds of people voluntarily getting their shoes shined. Because the fair market is not only heartless capitalism. The fair market is the aggregate of all voluntary economic exchanges. And in the fair market, in the hearts of people, the poor have value. Charity has value. And Larry has value. And all that it takes for good to prevail is for people to live without coercion.
1: And and by the way, I might add, Larry was basically trying to help society himself by finding an unmet need in the community, and then meeting it for profit. And as long as he has permission from the business owner that's, uh, you know, the sidewalk's in and front of him, And no if his problem. prices were too high, people wouldn't come to him.
0: So I hope this clears things up, says Davi. Everything right and true is from Allah. Any mistakes are from myself. And I hope you'll go to the corner of New Montgomery and Market Street in San Francisco and get your shoes shined by Larry Moore, the best-dressed shine man in San Francisco. As we go to Jeremy in Australia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Uh-
7: Oh, hey, sorry about the American accent from Australia. Oh, no problem. What's <laughs> but, on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to reopen that really important topic about uh, the pronunciation of place names. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I come from my hometown. It's called Spokane, Washington. But people from everywhere else seem to call it Spokane, mm. maybe Washington.
3: Washington. And
7: uh, oh. Oregon people up there think it's really funny when people say Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, here in Australia, Aussies think it's hilarious when Americans call them Aussies.
0: Aussies. Really? <laughs> but uh, I, I just from... sent Mark
7: an email as well um, We just started up uh, episode one of FreeOzRadio.com
2: cool Got my plug
7: in <laughs> That's
0: excellent, well keep it up And uh, if you continue doing a pro-Liberty Radio show for like six months Get in touch with me and uh, we'll take a listen for it for the, uh, the Liberty Radio Network Always looking at, at new programming options there Thank you for the call It, not mis- it doesn't have to be U.S. based So if it's a good show from Australia, I'll put it on the network, no problem Hey, it's Vinny in here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Joining you tomorrow night again. uh, Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
3: Get on
6: the ground, mother... You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to child protective services. You're busted for possession of marijuana. 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 Hi, I'm Barry Cooper, ex-narcotics officer trained by the DEA. My DVD, Never Get Busted, has recently received world attention. I've switched sides and I'm now touring America with the message to end this war on people that has been labeled the war on drugs. Go to
2: Barry's website,
5: nevergetbusted.com, and order your DVD to Never Get Busted. On it, I'll teach you
6: secret drug enforcement tactics and how to avoid narcotics profiling. How to conceal your stash and I'll teach you how to fool drug dogs every time. I'll teach you how police know when you're lying. You'll get to go on patrol with me and watch actual marijuana arrest on the highway and learn the mistakes citizens made that landed them in jail.
5: Go to NeverGetBusted.com and arm yourself with the information you need so you'll never have to hear these words. Get on the ground mother! You and your
3: spouse are going to jail and your kids are going go to Log on to NeverGetBusted.com